Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I am one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. I got DJ Never here. Yo, yo, what up? I got DJ D-Miles. Yo, what's good? I got Jamie the Great. Yeah. And we have a special, special, special guest, mm-hmm. VA's finest, one of the, one of the best <laughs> minds and uh, writers and rappers in hip-hop. This is, this is the second time. One of the sh- best ghost writers in the game. Ghost writers in DJ. the game. <laughs> Add the DJ. I, I would say one of the best, like one of the the best uh, analysts of hip hop that I know. Oh yeah. And the way he breaks down songs is is um, the way he, he he views lyrics and cadences and everything mm-hmm. on a whole vocal performance level for hip hop. He's one of the best, and we're happy to have him here for a second time. We got skills in the building. Yes, skills, sir. yo, man. Skills. What's up? What's How good? are y'all? It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah man. in a minute. Fucking four years. Four has it been? Four crazy. Almost yeah. four years. It's been four years. <laughs> 2018. Yep. Every, December. Since then, so much has changed. Mm-hmm. So much has changed. No more wrap up. You broke everyone's hearts. Yeah. Well, I did. I did one more. <laughs> one I mean, last one. I, yeah, yeah. That's the, that was the twenty. And you wasn't even supposed to do this one. The last one. Yeah, yeah. I kind of said I wasn't, and then uh, uh, a blog. I'm not even gonna say the, the blog's name. One of them gossip blogs that uh, reached out to me and was like, "Yeah, uh, can you do one for us?" And I was like, "Yeah, we could talk about it. Like, it ain't gonna be free." <laughs> yeah. And then they went and did one with somebody else, and then I posted. The DMs like, oh, so y'all went with that because I turned you down. And I was like, you know what? Mm. To be just to be petty, because okay. I am petty, I'm gonna take everything that that person said in their wrap up, and I'm gonna use that for the research for my rebat, my wrap wow. up, Jeez. and that's how I did it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yo, so we're here in Vegas, right? Obviously, yeah. You're here in Vegas. What? Why are you here in Vegas for? Uh, just coming out to celebrate a friend's fiftieth uh, birthday party. Mm, so, you know what I'm saying, just friends. We just linked up. We just doing yeah. different things in the city. And there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, and it was right after you know St. Patrick's Day. St. So Patrick's Day. I think mm-hmm. New Edition has a show tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, New Edition. Jodeci. Jodeci. Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson. It's a hell of a show. I thought you would have went to that shit. <laughs> I, I got to work. I, I totally forgot about it also. I just missed it. You know what, man? It sucks, man, because I had to work. Billy Joel was here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, I had to miss that shit because I had to Me work. Me too. It's so funny. After hearing about this, I went to check to see when they're going to be in New York. But unfortunately, I'm working that that day. They're going to be there also. So I'm going to miss the concert. <laughs> well, listen, at least you work and never like, you, know, you stay busy. Never, you know, ain't never not true. working, boy. You know what? Never, never this year, like, like in the past year, he loves talking about how much he's working. So it's like, whenever we got to do something, it's like, yo, all right, can, can we have a meeting or can we record this day? Yeah, I can't. I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> That's his new theme song, Don't Bother Me. I'm working. <laughs> so you here hanging out. And then, wait, uh, Silk Sonic's in town. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're going to hang out with us tonight, right? Yes, I, I would like to. You and your lovely girl. You guys are going to be dope. Because I saw, I said, you're going to hang out tonight? And your face was like, I Hesitation. Don't know. Hesitation. But her face lit up. She was like, yeah. I want to go out tonight. You know? <laughs> and then she looked at you for a response like, we're going to go out tonight, right? <laughs> so we're going to go out so we're going to go out tonight. Listen, it's on record now. Yes. We're going to go out tonight. It's yes. done. Right? Done deal. We're going to set it up nice. We're going to make it nice. Okay. So, you know, when you come to Vegas, you and your girl, you know, yo, Rhodes going to take care of us. We good. All Let's right. go. Do it up, I, I, I never doubted it once. We're not going to leave you in the yeah. crowd and have motherfuckers bumping in and all that shit. I hung, I hung with Jamie last night, you know what I mean, for a high second. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he came through. He visited cool. me, our best friend. Yeah. It was, was kind of cool. How was, how was he sounding? 
yo, yo, he was he was in his bag. Yeah. Like it was, you know, and he would come down because we had a table right in front of him. So he would come down and chop it up with me real quick. And then and he was like, yo, I gotta go, I gotta go uh change this record. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. So he he hops up, we ordered some <laughs> drinks or whatever, some food. So just to be funny, as as Jamie would be, he starts playing the knife factor. So yeah. I, I hear it coming in, right? <laughs> so I hear it coming in, and I'm like, um, you know, I, I just like I was like, okay, that's the fucking now fact that like, he's trying to be funny. <laughs> so then he does the he does the you know the the classic DJ AM like point like like waiting for you to look <laughs> like how, how AM used to do it. I was just God bless that. him. Yeah. yeah. So so it was like so he played the now factor and you know first verse in the hook and then we out of there because I'm like please don't play this shit in the box. <laughs> so he starts playing. Uh, the Lumi D like breakbeat, like the Lumi D, the the, the, the claps in it, right? Yeah, the uh-oh. uh-oh. So then I'm sitting there going, I was like, damn, he had my shit at like 103. Yeah. God damn, like, no wonder I sounded so It's like so 92, funny. right? My shit's like 94. <laughs> Jamie had me at like a buck three in the club running. I was like, great, great. Now I sound more chip monkey than I did on the original. Right? <laughs> Thanks. Yo, and then he goes, same key, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was the same key. As four I was like, hey, Wait, when you DJ, do you speed your shit up too? I do, but. I never want to speed it up to where you know to where you can really hear the change. You hear what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, even though with Serato, you know, of course we can change shit and keep it pitch and play or whatever. But I never want to make it. I'm never gonna blend fucking, you know what I mean? Biggie, uh, Juicy with fucking. Please don't stop the music by Rihanna. Like, even though you could, (laughs) but why would you? (laughs) Biggie will still be in key, but he'll be fast as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And yo, skills at the DJ shit because I played uh, "Me and You" by Cassie. And then I slowed it down the pitch because I was like, let me slow the record down and we go chop it up with him. So once I slow her down and she, he goes, damn, it sounded like Cassie fell asleep. <laughs> I looked at him. Was like, I, was like, I was like, wow, that was a drastic pitch change. Yeah. Like, but yo, like Serato, the tone control, that you know how it keeps everything in the same pitch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it really kind of messed up the DJ because a lot, I hear a lot of DJs when they change, you know, when they change the speed. Yeah. It's drastic. I know, Whereas yeah. when you were on vinyl, you kind of had to gradually yeah nudge it. You had yeah. to nudge kind it down. Play, play with yeah. it a little bit. At least nudge it down like a whole verse. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it would take me a verse because I would bring it down. Right. Like yeah. But like I hear it sometimes, and I just like it'd be at like a hundred BPM, and now I'm like at like ninety BPM, and like yeah. drastically. Yeah. And I hear it. I'm sure the people hear it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, don't I, know, I definitely do like, make that mistake. Yeah. And it I, sounds. I try to yeah. talk in between it. Cause that's I still smart. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. So it's like you know what I mean. Like I'm yeah. moving it, and I'm like, yeah, shout out to the whole, you know, so and so in here. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Maybe do about three shout outs, and by the time I'm I'm at where I want to be, mm-hmm. it doesn't. I talked through the through the change as yeah. opposed you know, to just gradually. Changing. It's those little, you know, it's those I, I little the, things to, actually, to finesse it, right? I hit the horns like, yeah. Or you hit the filter, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but do you think people really hear it, or is it just us? Nah, it's just it us. Nah, yeah. but you gotta understand if you're if you're if you're dancing, uh-huh. and all of a sudden you could feel you could feel when the <laughs> yeah. Not even like, that. if you're a DJ, you oh, notice that. Shit. Nah, yeah. if you, or sometimes like or, or sometimes yeah. what, what if you irks know if me. you know anything about being on beat and you dancing, mm-hmm. you're gonna yeah. hear it. You're gonna change. hear it. You're gonna you know especially like what irks me is when when it and when a DJ is playing. And he don't use headphones, so I'm we're his headphones. Yeah. So it's like as soon as he pulls up another record, he's already cutting it, and I'm sitting there going, "Okay, that's fucking too short." 
You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no surprise. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if you drop it after a surprise moment, like, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I'm like, I knew three minutes ago because you're not using headphones. You're like testing it out. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Then the next record, oh, I hear that little, oh, I'm like, okay, that's that's Snoop. Beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's a really important comment to make because I feel like, People don't realize how important unpredictability is yes. to DJing. Yes. You have to, like, that's maybe, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't know the percentages, but it's a major part because when you drop a record and you catch everyone off guard and they're screaming, mm -hmm. that is such a major moment. Yes. And it sets the tone for the night, too. And yeah. they're like, okay, we, we're doing shit like this now. Yeah. The right. It's going to go yeah. this way. Mm -hmm. Like, we're doing that. You so. give them, you give them like a, a, a small nuance of this is gonna be a good night. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, gain their trust. Like once you gain their trust, it's a whole different thing because they they might not know you. That this just might be the Friday night jam. I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Like, mm -hmm. but yeah. if I can at least get you to a point where you're like, oh shit, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's certain things that you know a DJ can do early to 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 establish that. That trust, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trust bet between the DJ and the audience is fucking, is is crucial. It is. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's funny too, though. It's like two flip sides to, the, to a coin, right? Mm -hmm. The unpredictability is really great. But then sometimes the predictability is nice too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like when, like I remember like if I'm hearing dance hall, mm -hmm. I want to hear certain rhythms. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to hear certain yeah. songs run after the other. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And even I was talking to somebody, I remember back in the day, you know how like we all have mixes like for some reason like the most recent mixes for DJs they'll go for like Danza Kadura into Peppas mm -hmm. right yeah and I feel like sometimes it trains the crowd mm -hmm. so if everyone's doing if all these DJs are doing it in every city in the country right and you don't do it they, they get disappointed a yeah. little bit right mm -hmm. because it's like nah these these two records go together yeah. I don't I don't do that but yeah, yeah. I'm just saying no, like, I remember yeah. like back in early two thousands late nineties when um. The, the mix everybody was doing was um, Quiet Storm into um, Snoop, Snoop Dogg. No, Snoop Dogg, um, nothing but a G thing. Mm. Yeah, the party yeah. goes one, two, three to the four. Snoop Doggy Dogg, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember one promoter came up to me. I didn't do it. And one promoter was like, yo, why didn't you do that mix? Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody does that. He's right. like, yeah, but people want to hear that. I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> I fuck that shit. Yeah, there's a bunch of those back in the day joints that with with like the wordplay shit yeah, that everyone yeah. used to do. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I used to go out. I used to, I used to low-key hate that shit though, man. Yeah, man. Especially I, on the West Coast. Especially the, the Jay-Z. <laughs> yes. It's about to go down. Everybody was using that fucking loop. Wait, where did they go? Oh, they just looped it? Yeah, they oh, would yeah. loop it and it would be like some going... Oh, it would be... Uh, uh, it was that fucking uh, 50 Cent song, Down On Me. They were doing that oh, transition God, a shit that ton. Song. That Jay-Z to that song. <laughs> I actually got a transition to that. Yeah, I'm saying everybody was using that. <laughs> it, first I, I never did... When I do It's About To Go Down, most times, if the if it's a lit-ass party and I've never, I've never been in that space before, I usually... I don't loop it. It's just is about to go down. But I bring in the um the remix of Excuse Me, Miss. So boom, mm. boom, yeah, boom, yeah. Myth Bleak always spoken that la la la. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I I use that like because it, it it heightens it. But I don't I don't let the Excuse Me, Miss remix go past the verse. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? An another big record after um it's about to go down was Noriega Nothing. Oh, oh yeah. you put the mm -hmm. volume down. It's about to go down. Doom. 
I'm gonna use that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. I used to drop a uh, uh, rock the mic. That's oh, a good, good one. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I used to do if it was Philly people in the house, I would play. So after it's about to go, we give away so much tricks right now. <laughs> but I mean, this is like somebody 20, gave, this somebody, is like twenty years old. Right, these are twenty years old tricks. So I would play uh, after it's about to go down. I would go into um, some Philly shit, probably uh, PD Crack, right? Flip side. So, oh, so play flip yeah. side. Yeah. Then get to then play. Um, Fucking uh, 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 what we do, yeah. What right. We so what yeah. we do, and then get to the Jay Z part. So when Jay Z says, um, uh, lead the other black man. gang, R O C, man. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so drop that. That's a good then, one. So then when you play after you play rock the mic, come back to to the Jay Z shit. Let me get him free. Uh, dun, 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 and then bring it again. Uh, lead the other black gang, R O C, man. Then fucking you, me, him, or her, or just anything Philly. Like, do it again. Like, and I just kept running that shit back. So they're like, oh, he he keep playing the Philly joints. Like, if, if it's Philly people in the house, they would go stupid over that shit. Always. We, we used to do that in Vegas, too. Like, we used to just run through those Rockefeller sets. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Especially the Philly Rockefeller. Yeah. yeah. And, uh-huh. and it's the- like, yo, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what year it was. But Jay Z was like, "Why you like you couldn't play Jay Z in the club on the West Coast?" I know, yeah. It all of a sudden, really? Yeah, yeah. It was, was like that, like what, like 07 ish? No, 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 no. Later, no, no. that was recently. Like oh, maybe, recently. like what was stopping it? it the people didn't want to hear it. it just, I, I don't know. It just it, stopped. It didn't translate no yeah. more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, what, what's the last Jay Z record you play? Probably you know what I'm Public Service. Oh, PSA. Oh, PSA. Oh, yeah, you that still ain't play never that? Going nowhere. But no, that's probably the last one. Nah, we, no, you said the last record. That no, no, was but like, let, let's that was say big. Like prime time in a club right now. Uh, what, what, what did you? Honestly, I'm gonna say Crazy in Love. His rap and Crazy yeah, in that's Love. That's not his record. Yeah. That's not his Other record. than that, yeah. no. I, I mean, he's married to her. Never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is married to the woman. Maybe like. Empire State. Empire State of Mind. I've maybe. never played Empire State really? of Mind really? at a party. Yeah, I've barely played that even. Man. Who played it? Somebody just played it on Tuesday. That's a go-to for like a white corporate yeah, party. Yeah, that's like, yeah. they sing along to that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get a corporate party, they going to sing every word. Yeah, yeah, I'm out there Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that least it is. cheese part. Yeah. Yo, can we talk about how big... All right, you pause. I gotta stop that. <laughs> I, Jesus I didn't mean Christ. to. Stop. I didn't mean to cut that off right there. I was there. like, "Them girls." No, like, I, we I want to talk about the genius documentary real quick. Oh yeah, but I also I want to reference this because a lot of a lot of like young gen motherfuckers was like, "Who the fuck is Petey Crack?" Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Petey Crack, I don't know about you know Petey Crack. I don't know about the West Coast, but yeah. the East Coast in New York. Mm-hmm. He was the next one. He was yeah, he was the prince of the rock. Yeah. He was he was popping, yo. Yeah. And like I remember he's, Greenhouse in New York. We spoke about this. Yeah. That was the record, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You we were drop they were dropping like three of his shits yeah. every night mm-hmm. and shit. But I wanted to talk to you about that documentary and also talk about Petey Crack a little what bit. What documentary? I mean, um, the yeah, genius, the, the genius, Kanye the shit. Kanye oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Oh, that shit. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, what joint was he talking about? Okay, yeah, I yeah, got yeah. you. I'm with you. Because I, I was saying, like, in that documentary, I was on Twitter, and everyone was like, "Who the fuck? Is, what's a PD crack? Like, yeah. what the fuck is that?" And I was, and I didn't feel like the documentary gave justice. I, to you know, I was talking. There was a couple of tweets that I saw because we had an episode last week where we talked about the documentary. Mm-hmm. 
and our my opinion, and I guess they kind of y'all kind of agree. Yeah. Like I, everyone was like, "Oh man, the rejection, the struggle Kanye went through," and I was kind of like, "I didn't see any struggle." Like there was obstacles, right? Yeah. But every every artist has, has obstacles. obstacles. Like Katy Perry has obstacles. Like right. every artist <laughs> has obstacles. Britney. Britney. They all had obstacles. Yo, this, they didn't believe in me. They was on my label. Like, yo, it's like, yo, you have to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. And the whole argument that I had was like, you have a group like um, Dame, Jay, and Biggs mm-hmm. who had to deal drugs, right? To mm-hmm. get out of their situ- a life mm-hmm. situation, right? Started to legitimize themselves by selling, uh, s- selling records from the mm-hmm. trunk of their car, doing shit guerrilla style, mm-hmm. freestyling, mm-hmm. battling motherfuckers on the street, avoiding shootouts in these battles with like DMX and the pool halls and the white the, the fucking w- projects. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and to do all of this and to see Kanye bitching about not getting put on when he didn't have no record out. Like that was, that was the crazy shit. Like he didn't have even a verse on someone's record out, and then he's going around telling everyone, "I'm you guys crazy? Like where's my album deal? Where's this? Where's that?" Right. And it sounded, and we we called the episode "Spoiled Brat" because mm-hmm. he sounded like a <laughs> like spoiled brat. Because I've never seen that in my life of a dude who was like, and and this is a testament to his mother's love, right? Mm-hmm. I really saw like his mother showed him so much love. And she gave him so much unconditional love and support. I mean, I've never seen a mother rap, uh, you know, her son's, her son's, son's lyrics. lyrics. <laughs> when the son forgot the lyrics, the mother remembered. Yeah. You know, like I never had that support. Like yeah. all of you know, like when you started DJing, what the the odds of your parents supporting you was to zero. become a DJ was crazy. It was just nuts. It, it was, was like, disappointed. Right. You know, like our generation. <laughs> yeah. So to see his support, to see the support from even guys like Cootie from the Block. Yeah. Uh, from Talib Kweli and Most Def yeah. to Raucous Records, who you know, who were going probably going out of business, but still were like, you know, we still want to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And then you had um, even MTV to do a feature on him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that still wasn't enough, right? Uh, but that's to us. I thought it was crazy. And you recently did a post on Instagram, mm-hmm. and you spoke about it too. And you were kind of on the same level as us, right? And I agree with you 100%. The one impressive thing that I thought was Cootie and all that footage. You were yeah. like, that's I was like, it, damn, it's crazy to have all this footage. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? It, to be able to see some of those things, it was almost like watching the, watching the, the, the uh, Through the Wire video come to life because you remembered all those scenes. And you're mm-hmm. like, damn, he had a lot of fucking footage. But it was like the uncut version. Right. Yeah, it was the long yeah. version. You just said that too. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the, the that, long that video, fucking that was Through the Wire the, video. Yeah. Like, I get it. So for me, it was like watching it. It took me right back to those times. I remember being at Raucous. I remember, you know what I'm saying, like them pushing for him to, like, like saying, like, yo, excuse you should listen to him. Like, he's dopey. He, like, I want to I take you over there. Like, it was this guy named Howie McDuffie. And I remember Kwali, like, yeah, like, you know, like, he got some shit skills. And I'm like, man, I want a fucking high-tech beat. Like, fuck out of here. I don't know, dude. You know what I'm saying? They like, those skills, trust me. Like, and I'm like, so I, I, it, it instantly took me back. To being in a raucous office and quietly like, yo, check this CD out, and I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what's what's what was the, what was on the CD that you heard? What was on the? It first wasn't CD? anything that made it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't anything. It wasn't like, oh, I heard the beat for Izzo before it dropped. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember anything that I was like, oh shit, that was that was get by. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, that was da da da. So it wasn't that. So when I went to his crib, um, 
I remember seeing it in the document. I was like, damn, I was in that apartment. It was right across the bridge. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. dope. So so when you went to Ye's crib. Yeah. Played me some beats. He was in Jersey at the yeah, time. Yeah, he was in Jersey. So you were looking for you were looking for beats. Mm-hmm. They they wanted me to listen to them. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm, I don't want to be the guy on the label that's like, nah. But I already had fucking already had Neptune's and Timberland. So I'm good right. as far as yeah. that. I still wanted high tech because it just made sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even in, even in the success of Tim. And Pharrell, I was like, I'm gonna have they gonna have a raucous record. You know what I'm saying? Like they gonna be on a raucous record. Like, People don't talk about high tech enough. They don't. They nah. don't. They don't. Like they they say Dilla. They say you know. They, they say ID. No ID. No ID. Yeah. I feel like high tech is not appreciated like that. Yeah, nah. nah. And he was the one. Yeah. Listen, the the golden child. So I go, I listen to the beats. He plays me some shit. I was like, yeah, you know, four, eight. You know, 13, like, put those on a CD. He was like, all right, cool. So he puts them on a CD. And um, I was like, all right, we we, we good? Like, I tell the other dude. He's like, yeah, it's good. We're going to roll out. We're going to go to the studio. I think we was going to a Shabam Sadiq session or some shit. Like, wow, Shabam. And uh, he stopped me when we got to the door. It was so weird because he was like, yo, dog. And I'm like, what's up? <laughs> He's like, yo, I just got a favor to ask you. And I, was, I thought he was going to ask for a drop or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. Because he told me he was working on a mixtape at the time, too. So I was like, what's up? He was like, yo, if you don't want to use any of my beats, that's cool. He was like, and he put his hand on my like on my shoulder. He was like, if you don't use one of none of my beats, that's cool. But don't put my shit on a mixtape. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right. Like, I thought that was an unwritten rule. I'm not going to rap over your shit and put it on my mixtape. Right, right, I know right. you're selling beats. Yeah. But maybe he felt like, maybe that had happened to him already. And he yeah, felt yeah. like he had to do it. Mm-hmm. So he, he he gave me the, you know, the disclaimer. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. But did he do it like, you know, like. Like sunning you and shit? No, no, no. Not sunning <laughs> me, but like super serious. But no, yeah. like, did it feel like you don't get fucked up if you do that? No, 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 no. The conversation, <laughs> it, it was almost like a plea. It was almost like a plea. But you yeah. know, like, you know when a motherfucker put their hand on your shoulder, but they kind of tense yeah. it up, and you just kind of like, yo. Like. Yeah. The shook, the shook, the night grab. You're kind of strong over there. It, it was almost like a plea. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you say, yeah. like every time he squeezes, every time he says a word, <laughs> yo, you're not going to use my, my shit. Like, it, so it was just them being like, yeah. it was don't, like please. Don't, don't play me. Yeah, it was like, please. Yeah. Like, this is how I make my living. Like, I was like, yeah, nah, cool. You know what I'm saying? I remember listening to the, the tracks on the train on the Amtrak back down to VA. Nothing really grabbed me. You know what I'm saying? Was I, any was any of it recognizable? Nah. It was some sped up soul samples. Like it was mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it wasn't it wasn't groundbreaking. It, 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 it's not like it was I was hearing shit and I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. It was a couple things on there that was cool. But nothing grabbed me. It didn't make me want to write. Nothing, no hooks came to me. So I was like, all right, cool. And I left it at that. That was the last, you know, that was my first interaction with it. It's, it's funny because now, right now, or recently in, in past few years, soul samples have been coming back. Mm-hmm. But it's like no drums, right? Right. It's strictly loops. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like on that whole Benny the Butcher, you know. I love that shit. Yeah, West Side Gun. You know, it's rapping like, over just a loop. A soul yeah, loop. just a loop. So it's like when they hear Kanye shit from 2000, they're just like, yo, that shit is crazy now. But I feel like that documentary, and I, this was on Twitter too, they said the same thing. They needed like an episode zero mm-hmm. to set the tone on what was out during that time. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And who was popping at that time and what the production is. Because the, the way they talked about Just Blaze, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, all the Philly dudes. You know, when Kanye was at the video shoot with Petey Crack and- 
right. freeway and beanie like those those dudes was popping back yeah. then that yeah. was the funny part because yeah. they, they had him looking so sad i was like oh this is the part where you feel for him he's at the he's he's in a room and he's not a star right you know what i'm saying and there's other stars in the room that they've paid more attention to and it's that in the third so you know looking back on it it's like oh okay yeah you bet you bet on pd crack you know what i'm saying you didn't bet on me like all right cool like but I didn't like I said, like you said, I didn't see no struggle genius shit. I didn't see I saw a motherfucker trying to get on. Like that story, that story is so is so like popular or just to all of us because we've all been through it. So I never really felt like it was anything mind blowing. Like it just it was just a camera there. The funny thing is that his perception on certain situations, like that mm -hmm. PD Crack video shoot, if it was me, I would have been inspired. Right. I wouldn't have felt like, damn, they ain't paying attention to me. Right. I would have known my role at that t at that point and be like, wow, I got a lot more to prove. Right. You know, there's a yeah. lot more work to be done. Right. But for him, it was, and it's just, I, I, I didn't yeah, really I didn't get, get it, it, you know? Maybe it's a generational thing because I, I saw like a lot of young people on Twitter like, yo, like I, I know how he feels. And, and I was like, yo, that's the wrong perception. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like... You in a room, it's like if you want to get into the NBA, you don't just walk in a room of, you know, ball players that you in college. Like, and you my just, thing, you know? like one of my things with him was always like you just want to be included without the work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you want to you want a meeting with Ralph Lauren. You want to get you want you like, yo, my shit need to be like polo. All right, cool. We'll start where he started because you don't just blink your eyes and become polo. You don't just blink your eyes and become Apple. You don't just walk in a room and say, yeah, I'm fucking Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. They all went through a struggle. Ralph Lauren, Steve Jobs. Like, So when you pull up and you like, yo, they won't let me in. They won't let me in. The first thing I'd be like, you got money, motherfucker. Spend your money. Mm -hmm. You want to spend somebody else's money for them to believe in your idea. But you got money. More than the average person does, but you don't put your own money into your own ideas. You know what? I, I think he did though, and that's why he went in debt. Remember he, yeah. like, he, he tried owed like twenty twenty million, right? Yeah, I think he did put his own money, but then remember he was crying to. He was trying to do remember pastel. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that label. Right. That but nah, you know what fucked him up was when he started doing the fashion shows. That the first one the, in uh, Paris, the Yeezus shit. No, no, no. This is before that. He had like a yeah. fashion show, and, and he got creamed. He but the thing is, the your first fashion show had to be in Paris. Right. Why the fuck it couldn't be somewhere <laughs> else? <laughs> like, yeah, I you, you should have did your first fashion show in Chicago. Yep. That shit would have yeah. went up. But yeah. I think I think with Kanye, he genuinely felt that he was on the same level of these dudes. He's not. Even though no one knew it. In he his ain't. mind. In his mind. He still ain't. You know what I'm saying? He still ain't. <laughs> and that's, and that, he like created that struggle in his brain because he genuinely <laughs> felt. It's like if I was rapping and I'm like, oh, I'm on skills level. No one knows it, but I in my heart I feel like I am. But skills, don't don't you, you know think what I'm saying? don't you think he's so smart, like lyrically, right? He can't be on a certain level. But the way Kanye is, he will get the best. And he will hire the best, and he'll figure the best way for him to actually to win. Right, and, and there's nothing actually, wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. You know, and when you the, look at his yeah. records, if you read the credits of his records, it'll be thirty writers on that motherfucker, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and that's not a problem. If you get strong, if it takes you, if it takes you thirty writers to get stronger, then cool, it was worth it. It made sense, but you still gotta be able to take care of the people that are around you. 
And that's the pre that's the reason why I had an issue with with what I said about them because I was like, I remember how hard they went for you. So to see you say this about them now, yeah, is fucked up to me. And I don't care how many people are like all oh, skills like people fall out this and that. I say yeah, but I would never. Like imagine me saying, "Yo, I was never. I'm. I won't. I'm not from Virginia. Yeah. I just was saying that shit. Y'all would be like, so you had us food for. I'm like, yo, bro. The play was it was nobody from Virginia. So I just said I was. You do you realize what would happen to me when I went back? (laughs) (laughs) You feel me? I've never seen somebody get this much grace from the hip hop community just because they sped up some soul beats. Because we would. You made three albums that (laughs) he made three albums that you like, and you keep giving him a pass. In a minute, bro. In a minute, and it's just me. I'm just keeping it funky. In a minute, he's about to be known for more whack shit than he was legendary shit. Cause he right at the middle now. Cause this second half of his shit been trash. Ain't nothing fucking with the first shit. And people keep saying, "Oh, I want the OEA back," and I keep going, "That was never him." You want you want the facade. That's who he was to try to get in. This is who he really is. And he's telling you who he really is. So when when he said the comment about, I'm sorry to the backpack community, it was just easier for me to just say I was a backpacker. I never really fuck with your raps, dog. Like, I, I listen to Jeezy. I Crazy. listen to Jay-Z. And backpackers are like, motherfuckers in the back of me are like, yo, he just trolling. I'm like, yo, he telling y'all exactly what the <laughs> truth is. And because he made three albums that you like, you don't want to believe it. That's insane to me. I've never seen nobody get that much grace from the hip hop community. You know what it is, though, right? He's a billionaire. That's why. I mean, it's the money. <laughs> it's the money and the power. And I think when you're at a certain level, like you, we're kind of at a level where we don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. It don't affect us at all, right? But if it's if if I'm in the circle, even if it's even if I'm in the outer circle of Kanye, where his relationship affects me to a certain point. I'm going to be like, that's, that's cool. Like, he get a right. pass. Right. The, the, the Trump shit, he get a pass. I, you know, the all these things get a pass because I could possibly benefit from him somehow. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to look the other way for now. And that's, and that's really what until it is. The, until the shit go left. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think that everything he does is stupid. I think he makes some smart-ass moves. I think that stem verdict shit was smart. You know what I'm saying? Like in in today's day and age where we make songs and they stream them and we get paid a fraction of a fucking of a fraction of a fraction of a penny. So for somebody to say, yo, if you want my album, you got to buy this $200 device and listen to it on this shit. This is the only way. Smart. Because you could you could sell you could make billions of streams and make a fraction of the money or you could sell 500,000 of these little things with your fucking with your songs on them and make what you would have made that. That's smart. That's mm-hmm. smart business. But other than that, I don't see no genius type shit when I see him. I just see I don't see that at all. <laughs> you didn't like you didn't like nothing on Donda? No, you did. <laughs> wow. <man. laughs> I mean shit. I love I love believe what I say. Mm, you don't I even do. know what that is. <laughs> bro, that shit, bro, them, them shit, them songs be having no replay value to me. Yeah. Like I listen to them shits once and I never hear them again. I don't hear them in the clubs. I don't hear them in the culture. So the thing is, this and this is what I was telling my homeboy the other day. I'm like, you know when something is moving through the culture. You know it. It moves. Like 
in a, in a day and age where we can fake everything. Mm-hmm. You can fake views. You can fake mm-hmm. followers. You can fake the numbers. You can fake the streams. You know what you can't fake? Making people care. You can't fake that. So you can show me all this, these analytics you got, but if you come to my city and ain't nobody there, all that shit was fake. <laughs> you opening up for, you you two acts in, opening up for so-and-so, and you got way more followers in the headliner, but ain't nobody here? Your merch table packed like a motherfucker? And I see that Winnebago outside? Oh, you lying. And you can't fake it, but for so long. The numbers, the numbers don't matter. They fake the money. They fake what they showing you. It's it's just a big it's it's a fraud for most of it because they feel like they have to do it. But you can't fake making people care. But you you see it from behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. You see it, and you know it too. When when like uh, I'm sure motherfuckers still reach out for you to ghostwrite for shit. Of right? course. But do do you see it in the artists? Like yo, this isn't gonna last. Well, of course. Really? Cats be like yo, we need a record for so and so, and I'd be like, I look at their drums and I'd be like. Okay, she got, oh, you want, okay, female rapper, okay, she got 8 million followers, okay, what's her biggest record? Oh, so-and-so, okay, so those streams is what, 50 million? Okay, cool, I know y'all lied about that. What's the real numbers? Mm. And then they're like, oh, you know, we had her at like 100,000 streams. Damn, wow. That ain't, that, why would I waste my time? There's a lot of artists like that. A lot. And we believe it. I I started seeing that shit a little bit more with certain artists that are even really huge right now. Mm -hmm. But it's like when you kind of, it's like when you kind of look at it and you're like, "Damn, I play her songs in the club, and no one's really reacting." Yep. But how is that possible, right? How is that possible when she's on the Grammys, she's doing this, uh, her videos are on all the social media shit, mm-hmm. her views are at yeah, celebrities are hitting her. She's the top streamer, and I'm like, but why is it that I drop her song and no one's mo- no one's moving right. or when you get to that certain level, right? You know when like all like like let's say if it's hip hop, the like if it's a black crowd or a hip hop crowd, a down south crowd, they fuck with it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it crosses over to like a top uh, open format top forty room, the songs don't translate. Right. So then I'm like, why doesn't those songs translate to the the open format crossover rooms if it's getting that many streams? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yep. And not to pull anybody's card or anyone, but Meg Thee Stallion was one of those in the beginning for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, well, how's the numbers up? And everyone's co-signing her, but I can't play some of her songs in the beginning. Like Big Old Freak? Big Old Freak. We yeah, played yeah. that in an open format, top 40 room, it was a and nobody knew it. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? But all the minorities and people of color kind of knew it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But even still, it was kind of like, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is in Vegas, though. I'm speaking of yeah, Vegas yeah. only. Right, you right. know, I'm not saying like if I was in Houston or some shit like that. <laughs> but then you right. see like you, know, you see an artist like Saweetie with no real push like that, and you drop what is it, my type? And she will go fucking insane. Mm-hmm. What? It's weird though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, like, no, and it's like they hopping on, they hopping on the trends because she rapping over fucking too short. Yeah, right. So it's almost like it's almost like oh, I know why this works because this is for the dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as I get it up to bitch, why they gotta say it like short? Bitch, stay off the court, blow the whistle. Eight figure rank, nigga, that's my type. Yeah. All I'm doing is playing for the girls now because yeah. I just play for the dudes. Mm-hmm. Even if I just give them a hook and then get out of it, it was it was worth that moment. You know what I'm saying? Because dudes have so many turned up records, girls don't have none. So it's almost like now they got plenty. 
I'm wondering it, who was the mastermind that told her to start rapping over all these 2000s beats for Sweetie. Yeah, because hitmaker or somebody because he was he was doing that shit. Oh yeah, hitmaker mm. was making. Because yeah. in a minute I was I, I was almost like yeah it's time for a new puff like somebody remember how puff was taking all of the shit from this from the eighties right, 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 like, right, right right I like it's somebody yeah. so it's funny for us because we like damn like some motherfuckers just sample case touch me tease me like damn <laughs> and then and then after a while you'd be like damn I wish I did that shit you know what I'm saying yeah. like it was kind of mm-hmm. smart because to them. Those are old records to them. They still new to us because we still play them, mm-hmm. but they old to them. So it's like, oh yeah, we just gonna flip. And you're like, damn, that shit was 2001. Uh, yeah. It wasn't even that long ago. Like, <laughs> it's just weird. It it feels weird though, right? Because when Puff was sampling the '80s shit, it was like kind of groundbreaking. Like you're breaking genres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. making David Bowie crazy. You right. know, you're making yeah. the Police a whole nother the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Of Diana course, that Ross. was tied into the the, the death of, of Big, but yeah, yeah. you know, Diana Ross. Like you know, what I'm saying it's like we knew those records. But actually, what Puff was doing, they were good records mm. first. And he wasn't sampling hip hop. He was, like you said, he was sampling other genres. Yeah. Well, I mean, he would. He, I mean, yeah. but back then it was just it was so new and different to hear like R and B over a classic hip hop yeah. record yeah. from the eighties, right? Because before that, they were sampling from the seventies, like R and B from the seventies. But for him to do from the eighties, it was definitely yeah. groundbreaking at the time. Yeah, because yeah. it was, just, and it was like, damn, you took like all this and white the- music and you made it. Like hip hop, yeah. you know, like, and you made it danceable. You made changed the drums up, and it was crazy. Not only that, because we we grew up on the original songs, so we knew the the original samples. Right. So we right. were just like, oh shit, we are gonna dance to this shit again. Let's right. do it. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, see, I'm the I'm the generation after you. Yeah. So I was like, I I didn't witness this dance era of like the David Bowie's and all this eighty mm-hmm. shit. So yeah. like for me, I was like, oh shit, like we can enjoy this shit now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Did one it? time yeah. I had I had D Dot. On a, on my podcast, uh, Hip Hop Confessions, and D Dot was saying that Puff had heard. Yo, shout to your new Cooper. podcast. Yes. Oh, thank Congratulations, you, man. Thank you. Appreciate How it. many episodes you in now with that? Uh, maybe like twenty. I, uh, nice. I don't. I'm, I'm like every two. Weeks, half a year. Half a year. Yeah. So I had D Dot on, and D Dot said that Puff had heard DJ Cool uh, over the uh, Hollywood swinging, mm-hmm. and he came back to the studio like, "Yo, somebody need to make a record over that." And he was like, he told D Dot, he was like, yo, sample that. And D Dot was like, nah, I'm good. Like, all right, that ain't my still shit too happy. He was like, nah, I'm telling you, do that shit. And he was like, man, get, get Stevie J. And we're like, I don't want to do that happy ass shit. And he was like, come on, do it. He was like, I don't want to. I, I'm money, power, respect, the hypnotize. Like, I flip joints. I don't just take the fuck, I just take it as is. And Puff was like, listen, this shit's a hit. And I bet you it's a hit. If this shit don't hit, I'll buy you a car. And D Dot was like, oh bet. <laughs> he was like, so what's the what's the what's the turnaround? So Puff was like, well, if if you write, then I get the publishing. So he was like, bet. So he looped wow. it up. He was like, skills, I did nothing. I did, I put a shaker in it. I put a shaker in it, had Kelly come in. Kelly was singing all this happy shit. Bam, bam, made me feel good. Well, gay this shit to Puff. Damn. And he was like, next thing I know, Mace came in, and I was like, God damn, this shit about to go. So Mace was the first <laughs> Mace was the first one on that track. Yes. And he said, he said, this shit about to go. Mace hopped on it. And he said, Puff was like, I told you. And the shit came out. He said, it went up. And I said, damn, so you you had to give up all your pub Ooh. for fucking for the joint. He said, yeah. He said, but then he stopped and he was like, 
I mean, but it really ain't matter because Cool and the Gang took all this shit anyway. That nigga ain't make nothing off that shit. And I was like, oh, shit. So he, he kind of won off of it, but he was wrong. You know what I'm saying? And he was, he was quick to admit, like, yo, I was wrong. Like, I didn't, I ain't see it. I didn't want to do it. It was yeah. one of Mace's Bad Boy's biggest records. Yeah. Just the videos even at that time yeah. was crazy. You and could you couldn't was, bet against Puff in fucking ninety seven ninety. You couldn't bet. You know what's so funny? I remember hearing "More Money, More Problems" before it came out on a Clue mixtape, and I listened to it and it was like I was thinking to myself, "This shit is whack. This shit is not really? gonna blow up." Yeah, because I knew the sample and it was just corny. It wasn't hip hop at the time. It was like obvious. Yeah, exactly. As soon as I saw the video, I was like, "Yeah, this shit out of here." Yeah. <laughs> once yep, I exactly. once I saw I saw that video and I saw the video for More Money Bro Problems and I was like, damn, what they gonna do without Biggie? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. how the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Then I saw that video and fuck, I was like, yeah, this shit. Yeah, this is gonna hit with the Tiger Woods and all that <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, puffy, yeah. Mm-hmm. puffy Woods and fuck you, like yeah. The hype Williams, fucking yeah. You can't. You, you we gotta give props to hype Williams though, man. Yeah, man. Yes. God damn. <laughs> Even in that Kanye documentary, he was like, Jesus walks. He's like, I, I need hype Williams on this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he was. He was the bar, bro. He was the bar. Like if you didn't have a hype Williams video, then then you you ain't have a video. Yeah. And, and 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 even with Ye, he was trying to get one later. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it still mattered. You know what I'm saying? Because you was automatically gonna get it on TV. You was automatically gonna have some crazy ass shit. I, I think I was looking at uh like just the rain and and um and Buster shit the other day. Yeah. I was like, these were groundbreaking ass videos. You know what you needed back in the days? You needed Hype Williams directing, Fatima doing the choreography. Yep. yep. And June and Brose doing the um yep the style the, the, the fashion yeah the clothing <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't lose <laughs> yeah. that'll Those be that'll right be there. all of your budget yep but you was going you weren't gonna lose and yep. now it's, and now it's so different it's yeah, definitely yeah. different yeah. the visuals just don't don't seem to matter right like some some of them some of them changed because yeah. there's no point of shooting a fucking five hundred thousand dollar video what you gonna do with it put it on YouTube but you know who kind of changed started changing <laughs> shit was uh, Cardi B. Yeah, cause she started doing these like hype William Buster Rhymes Wuha videos, uh-huh. but like a female version right. of that shit. Right, and it was like I was like, wow, this is like some hype Williams Buster Rhymes shit that they used to do with Wuha and all that shit. Except it's like this new updated female version. Like I, I knew when motherfuckers had to start paying for their own videos that the quality <laughs> was gonna go down. The green because like oh I don't have a I don't have a budget. I'm not signed to X you know whatever whatever records. Oh, but I still got a hot song. Like, oh yeah, you gonna go find Jamal from fucking the the goddamn college <laughs> and hope that you get something good. I knew that when a bunch of the videos just became green screens. Yeah, that shit was the crazy. Oh, I'll tell you who was a green screen king though when it was still hot. Fifty. Oh okay. Fifty. When I look at Hate It or Love It, that was the green screen pinnacle. Yeah. Them oh, motherfuckers was nowhere. They were in a room. P I M P too, right? Was yes. Green screen? Yeah. Listen. Really? I think so. Yeah. Listen, bro. <laughs> Some Hate It or Love It. They was everywhere and nowhere at it was the like same an airport time. In the back. Yeah. Like everywhere. Next to you in a plane and. Fucking and game on the roof, calling the pigeons and shit. The yeah. pigeons ain't real. I was like, Jesus Christ! How do you feel? We have this conversation for a while, but I feel like hip hop is, it's like. So you remember the 2010s in nightclubs when EDM took over? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I was here. Yeah, I was telling Jamie I was here every fucking month. I was in Vegas every month with Jeff, and it was in Santa Palms every month. I rain. At rain mm-hmm. every month, I was here. Yeah, and then I feel like the same change is happening right now, where EDM has started to come back, 
and then you kind of see the music with hip hop, and it's like we're kind of playing the same songs, mm-hmm. and there's no new ones that are crossing over. Mm. But then it's like, and I'm seeing the clubs are like kind of like, let's just go the EDM way. Let's just go this way. Right. You know what I mean? And it's it's getting more dance oriented. Yeah, more dance hip-hop. oriented. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it, like y'all, you know, y'all situation is is special because y'all have played in a lot of different places, mm-hmm. which y'all also call Vegas home. So sometimes I can be in places where I'm like, it's the same old songs. Like I I know what's gonna work here. I know what ain't gonna work here. Either mm-hmm. either on the West Coast or sometimes on the East Coast, especially on the East Coast. You know what I mean? But. I don't hear no EDM shit nowhere else but here in LA. But then again, those are spots I don't really go to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I go to the nights that are like curated as like a vibe. Like, yo, we gonna play some some shit you gonna dance to. You might hear some Mary J. Blige. You might hear some Usher, whatever. And what what I've found successful as a DJ has just been telling motherfuckers what I'm gonna play. Like this is what you gonna hear. If you come here, this is what you gonna hear. It's the 90s girl brunch. All I'm playing is female groups from the 90s. Total, Tony Braxton, Mary J. Blige, Faith. If you don't want to hear this shit, don't come. Mm-hmm. And the shit be packed. So it's like sometimes just telling people. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing I want to do is go somewhere and think one thing and then get there. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. I, I didn't come here for this. Like, even when Jamie hit me, like, yo, pull up. I said, well, yo, what you playing? <laughs> he was like, yo, it's going to be like some, like, yo, it's going to survive. Some 2000s, like, yo, I'm going to be all over the place. You're going to fuck with it. I was like, all right, cool. Now, when I go, it, it almost comes with a recommendation. Like, I need I need you to know. Like, no skills. This is your type of vibe. Come fuck with us. Yeah. Like, you like you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, cool. Because I, I can't listen to that shit all night. Like, when, we're like, when you were telling him, yo, we're going to step out, you kind of had to sell him the place. Because he was like, I don't want to be in Vegas. Well, it's, it's on the record, right? Here in Vegas. Right. But on the record is like the, the one of the few spots on the strip here in Las Vegas where you feel like you're downtown Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's a different thing. Gotcha. Like, literally every DJ that like does a good music party, they want to like DJ it on the record. Right. I've, I've seen know? like, I've seen a lot of the homies there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, Jeff, like, Jazzy Jeff was there. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the only place that if you want to play what you want to play and people are going to appreciate it, like yeah. hip hop, R&B, whatever from whatever, come to this spot. I've seen a lot of homies there. We're going to have fun there. You actually yeah. kill it if you spun there. I think so. I think he'll kill the bus. Like, yeah, well. you'll yeah, kill I'm it. i to talk to Eddie, Eddie Mack so, about that so shit. So there's these three rooms, right? And there's one room that's a vinyl room. It's small. It's maybe like, what, 50, not even 50 it's person small, capacity? It's small, yeah. It's like yeah. maybe 30 to 50 people. Maybe like, yeah, that's a good one. And gotcha. then there's the main room where you kind of got to play, you know, anthems, mm-hmm. sing-along shit, pops. you know. Yeah. And then there's the outdoor patio, and you DJ inside this old London bus. Ah, oh, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. That's and, then, yeah. and you could, like, if I want to see you in the DJ booth, I got to go through the the... The, the double doors get on the bus that's hard that's hard so girl, can, when you're in look. one room can you go to the other one <laughs> skills girl's like ooh <laughs> double decker bus you're gonna, have, you're gonna have to do a photo shoot with her in the bus and you know do a so, so question when you go opening. when you go like are you able to go to the different room uh, like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you just walk over just you walk around. from one room to the next room that's dope so in the bus they're like they tell the DJs play whatever you want and something you'll just hear classics. Yeah, you'll yeah. hear classics all night. You hear eighties. You'll hear like throwback hip hop, disco. So if you're out yeah. there, like you could literally do whatever you want, skills, and then you'll be amazing on the mic. 
and you rap some of the songs. Dope. You know, Let's do yeah. It. I feel like you would kill. I think Let's Eddie do would be down. Yeah, I would definitely. That's the one pitch I told you. Him. Yeah, that's the one I was telling you about. Like, yeah. You could play oh, okay. anything, uh, 2005 and behind. Like Let's that. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, if you do a, a 90s ball. girl brunch, would be crazy. That would be oh, dope. definitely. Ooh, man. yeah, perfect, perfect branding. Spread the brand out. Hey, man, that's what yeah. we do. Oh, and then they got the the karaoke karaoke room as well. Oh yeah, we told you about that earlier okay, too. Yeah. The I'm separate down. private karaoke rooms is is pretty. Ill. But you're absolutely right about like kind of like letting letting the crowd know what the rooms what are. Hear, yeah. I've noticed that now more than ever, every room I go into is like extremely specific. Mm-hmm. It's not like open format broad no more. It's very much like nah, only play hip hop. A little Latin and right. like maybe do one one set of EDM. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like or only do EDM and a smidge of hip hop. But back in the day, it was good. It was like, oh, I'm busy. But now I feel like like a, a complete whore. And I'm just like you know, because <laughs> I'm there for the check. I'm just yeah, like, yo, I'm getting used. Yeah, because I'm getting. I'm just like you know, like I'm I'm not like I'm not having the most fun. Right. But obviously, rocking a room and everyone vibing out is fun. But it's like I have to like. That's why I feel like a lot of parties now with themes are just really successful. Mm-hmm. Because you show up to, like, R&B and ribs, right? You show up to that, and you know you're going to get R&B, and it's yeah. a rib, and it's, it's all this whole shit bang. <laughs> you know R&B what you get yourself ribs. into, yeah. expecting it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, because... I would say barbecue bread without ribs. Because I don't have to question, if if you're here, I know you came because you already know what you're going to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to give you what, uh, what I know you love, and then I'm going to hit you with a couple of... Oh shit! I forgot about that. Oh, like, and you get that vibe. So it's almost like if they're there, if you're there, I already know why you came. So I'm gonna just give you what you can. And I think that, I think that's why some of these Twitch nights that these DJs were doing were so successful because it was like '90s on a Wednesday, '80s on a Tuesday, whatever, mm-hmm. and it was just so successful for that. So I think yeah, I do agree. It's better to just say what the fuck you're gonna play. Yeah. The thing I want to do is like if I go to a, go out and I'm in a different city. I want to absorb the culture of that city. Right. Mm. So like, right. if I'm if I'm in a different city, I don't want to go there and be like this club is trying to be Vegas. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's the, and I think mm-hmm. that was the problem with the early 2010s is that for some reason like every city was like we're going to be a, have a Vegas club. Right. Yeah. And we're going to play like Vegas. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden the people spoke in the late 2010s mm-hmm. and they started making these specific rooms yeah so i would go to certain parties and i'd be like why did y'all fly me out here right because the local your local dj knows what's going on right and he might hear me and he might be like oh i didn't know that song hits or this song I'm hits gonna throw that into my shit right? and he all he's gonna do is just take whatever i did right yeah uh, you know, mix it in his batch of, of whatever he does. Right. And then now he's way better than me. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then the more guest spots these motherfuckers get, you know, they'll get like, you know, Four Colors Act, they'll get five, they'll get all these other dudes. And that that local DJ is just putting more yeah. heat in his joint. <laughs> and now he's like this superpower DJ because Voltron. He's, yeah. Because yes. he's like He's in tune with what his city wants, but and then he's, he's kind of taking the best of every other city yeah. and every mm-hmm. other DJ. Don't you think it, it kind of worked in our favor, right? Because everybody wanted a Vegas DJ too. Yeah. yeah. But so. now when you go out, it's like, I'm going every city. I'm kind of like, this dude is tapped into the local scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I might do some mic work and I might play, I might have these joints, but I'm still kind of figuring it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like I'm still trying to like read the room. 
And then this dude gets on, it's effortless. He he already knows yeah, what the fuck's yeah. popping, you know? Yeah, you know? He, he's he's keyed into where he is. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have you have you been uh, DJing more or like uh, going out with the after the pandemic and I mean a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I'm super selective. Um That's of, good. Of what I do, like the brunch has been I did I did a couple of those like in person, like live. I had them documented, so we I'm I'm working on a documentary about them. So I mean, we do a, an event. A documentary about the 90s, the 90s brunch. brunch and how it came together. Yeah, because you started, it started on uh, Twitch? or what? Nah, it started no? on Instagram. It started on Instagram. Instagram yeah. live. It started Instagram on Instagram. Like, but it started during the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, a, a week before. So you were doing the IG lives? Yes, I was doing the IG lives, and then um, it turned into a, it turned into a, a whole thing, bro. Like, it, it turned into a, a family. Like, I've never seen no shit like that. Like, it, it literally, I, I had people from all over the world um, just coming. And, and the crazy part about it was we would come, and of course, we, we it's all virtual. So we all acting like we're at this real place, and we're really not. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, the mimosas of today, and you know what I'm saying? The, the, the What's on the buffet, and you know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm just setting the scene through the mic work, just setting the scene, and I just constantly did it every weekend for like damn near two years. So once it happened and we started to be able to go back outside, I just told him like, yo, we going, cause people kept saying like, yo, I just can't wait till one day we could do this in person, man, it should be so dope. These people have never met each other and they were supporting each other like I've never seen. Like, oh, your daughter sells popcorn, we gonna go buy all her popcorn for mm. her thing. Oh, you you do a yoga class, we all gonna take your class online. The way they were supporting each other outside of what we were doing mm -hmm. was crazy. Like and and then um we actually met like in person, like top secret. I was like, y'all don't gotta pay for nothing, just come. Just just be here at this time at this day and we all gonna meet in person. I had camera crews there, film the whole thing. And it like I'm talking people crying like it was almost like a family reunion with people that you've known for two years that you never had a chance to meet. People had name badges on, so you would know who they were from their at online. Wow. Shit was crazy, bro. Where'd you do that shit? I did it in VA. I did one in VA, and then I did one in LA. So because it was some West Coast people weren't able to make the first one. So what was crazy was when D Nice did the quarantine, mm -hmm. the live quarantine. I did my shit the same day earlier that day. So, because knowing that people were going to go to his shit, so when he announced his shit, I was like, okay, well, cool. 12 to 3, we going to do this shit here. Like, and people flew from all over the country, bro. It was crazy. So, I'm, tr I'm trying to finish the documentary, but, um, and you'll be able to get to see the story of it. But it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's crazy how, like, uh, when the pandemic happened, all these DJs created their own community, right? Mm -hmm. You basically created a digital community, mm -hmm. and it was like everyone was like, so like uh what do you call it oh everyone was just so isolated right right so like this was their only outlet for any type of community and we as humans we need community yes. right yes. yeah as humans in I general mm -hmm. so then like i can imagine everyone's just tapped into this and they're going to you for community and it was this this different idea in the pandemic we're going to djs to create a community and music and it, it kind of shows what the arts yeah and music can do right even I, digitally right it's right. crazy it's like i i knew what they liked I, I i played what they liked i made them feel special it was never about the celebrities that were in the room not no disrespect to anybody else that did that but 
it was about them. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, this was when I was still on IG, I just learned how to use Twitch and uh, go to IG live, right? So um, I had I had half of the phone, like half of the phone, if you're looking at your phone, the top half was me, DJ, and I used to leave the bottom open so people could read the comments, but it was all black. Like it would be on a regular live. Mm-hmm. So one day I'm playing, and I'm just telling them like, yo, I love y'all so much. I appreciate y'all pulling up every day. And I just started playing. I took all of, I went to their Instagrams and took all of their pictures and put them on a slideshow. And just started playing the slideshow while I was playing. I think it was uh, You Know That I Love You by like Donnell Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers was losing because no DJ had ever done that. So it's like I'm listening to him. He took the time out to go to my Instagram, take one of my pictures, and play all of our pictures during his set. Like, crazy bro like that was one of the moments people were like oh my god i'm in tears like they were showing other people like yeah, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it, it just turned into a whole thing man it's it's a super dope community man and i'm just happy to be a part of it, it. it's funny though when you when a lot of djs when they start their party like uh you know dj momo and everyday people he has his party mm-hmm. he doesn't highlight himself right he doesn't highlight um any of the hosts or the promoters it's always focused, and I always talk to him about it. It's always focused on the crowd. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, as long as you focus on the crowd, it'll be timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like, because I get old. Right. And if, right. I'm the, if I'm the face of this shit, it's going to look like an old-ass party. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right. after a certain time, you know, like, you start getting gray, and then, like, this motherfucker <laughs> gain weight. You know, he right. ain't the same right. motherfucker <laughs> like he was before. But if it's the crowd and if it's the party, it, it just stays forever. Because, mm-hmm. you know, younger people start coming. Yeah. They get older, younger people start coming. Mm-hmm. And it becomes, either way, it's word of mouth or it's <coughs> digitally marketed. Right. There's no, there's no identity except for the crowd. Right. So if you focus on the crowd for your party and you become selfless in that mm-hmm. way, yeah. I feel like it... it uh, I concentrate on moments. Yeah, I concentrate on helping you to remember a moment. Mm -hmm. Because if I say a date to you, if I say, "Yo, like crooked, like what were you doing November third, fucking two thousand and three?" You probably don't remember. If I say, "Yo, where were you the first time you heard the Benjamins?" You go. Yo, bro, I was in my homie's car, man. Like he picked me up in the little in the little <laughs> Burgundy Civic. Like the music makes you remember the moment. Definitely. So man. if you attach the music to a moment, I know that if I got these girls at this party and they just dancing, what's gonna separate me from the other DJ or the other DJ that went or the other DJ that's going? If I can make them remember a moment mm-hmm. about that music, when I play Salt and Pepper, and I go, Yo, that's your roommate. That's your roommate. What school y'all went to? Oh, if you went to an HBCU, where was you at when you first heard the butt? And I played the butt. They're going to always remember me for making them remember that moment. Mm-hmm. So through the mic work and the songs, I'm thinking about the moments. Like, bro, I go through my crates and I look at songs. And I'm like, okay, who will remember that song for a moment? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So it, it's different for me, man. I, I, I'm super like critical about those moments because if I can make you remember a moment, you're going to always stay with me. It's like a time travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a question. With music and lyrics and everything, you're, are you like an encyclopedia with, 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 with shit? I mean, I, I wouldn't think so, but... 
I was like, I wouldn't think so. She's looking at her phone and nodding. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. It was like the long stride nod. Like, it's just for me. Like I said, the music helps me to remember the moments. So I can always attach it if it's if it's a musical moment. So we were talking like Jay Z was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Questlove, you know, put together this montage of celebrities rapping Jay-Z lyrics. Mm-hmm. And somehow the lyrics matched the celebrity, mm-hmm. and but it also matched the next the next set of lyrics that was told by another celebrity. Right. And it was from all different songs, but it all kind of rhymed together at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was I remember watching it at the time, and I was talking to these, I was like, I know Questlove didn't put this shit together. (laughs) (laughs) No disrespect to Questlove. But then I found out you were the mastermind behind that shit, right? Right. Yeah, you put it all together. How how long did that take you? Yeah. Nine nine days. Nine days? That's it? That's all you had. I thought it took longer, man. That's all you had. Did you have the list of celebrities or it was just coming in throughout the night? Well, we had a wish list of celebrities. Okay, wait, wait. You get the call. Who calls you? Questlove calls me. (laughs) Yeah, and this is what he says. This is a big deal, though, right? He says, "Yeah, huge. This is a big deal." That's my homie. We talk all the time. Like, so when he calls me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, "Oh shit, it's Amir." Like, he's like, I answered the phone. He goes, he goes, "Yo, what's up?" And I was like, "What's up?" He's like, "When did you stop listening to Jay Z?" I was like, "What?" He's like, "When did you stop listening to Hove?" I said, "Amir, what the fuck are you talking about? What what do you mean?" He was like, "No, I remember you and Tariq having a conversation, and you said." that you used to be able to hear a Jay-Z song once and you could go to the barbershop. You could hear Jay-Z song on Friday, on Monday, and go to the barbershop on Friday and quote the whole shit verbatim. And I was like, oh, yeah, like because Jay has so many fucking quotables. You talking about 90s. He said, okay, when did that stop for you? And I was like, I said, probably like, I don't know, maybe somewhere around American Gangster, maybe, mm-hmm. Magna Carta. Like He was like, okay, great. This is what I need. And I'm like, okay, what do you need? He's like, I need, I need every hot Jay-Z line from Jay-Z the hustler to Jay-Z the fucking billionaire, shaman. I was like, what? He was like, because I'm, I'm about to pitch this shit to Beyonce, and I want to know if you're in. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he, said, he said, you know what you did to Stretching Bobbito? I said, yeah. He said, I need that with all Jay-Z shit for Beyonce. Mm. I said, oh, okay, got it. He said, are you in? I said, fuck yeah, man. Wait, wait, what did you do for Stretching Bobbito? So it was, just, it was basically the Stretching Bobbito freestyle from fucking that got me in the game with Q-Tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's saying, I need that with Jay-Z lyrics. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, bet. He was like, I'm going to go pitch this shit to Beyonce to see if she's down. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, she won't be down for this. So cool. <laughs> Put the phone back down. Go back to watching the game, doing whatever. So Questlove, was, he was the visionary. Right, because he's like, Jay's getting inducted, mm-hmm. and Jay don't even want to come. And they're like, yo, you have to go. And Jay's like, I don't have to do shit. Well, what, what, what was Jay's take? What, when he saw it? No, like... I don't want to come because this ain't this. Ain't he was my- like, it's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, right. I'm not tripping. Like, it's me and LL. LL's going to perform. I'm not performing. Jay was not performing. But, that's a, but you think that's also him with the, his whole Grammy shit? Like, they're not really a, a part of the culture? I'm not sure. But I knew 
Okay, there's certain artists that just aren't coverable. You can't have somebody come and cover their shit and it comes off cool. Yeah. Nobody was going to be able to go up there and do Jay-Z songs and we were going to be blown away. Yeah. So Amir came up with the idea of, I want Beyonce to spit all of Jay-Z's lyrics. And Beyonce was like, I'm in, but I don't want to do it by myself. Mm. So that's how he calls me back. He goes, Beyonce's in. And I'm like, that quick. Fuck. <laughs> it's all the same, same day? Same day. Two hours later. And I'm like, fuck. And he's like, she don't want to do it by herself, though. So he's like, I got to get people to do this. Mm. And Jay can't know about it. So I'm like, all right, cool. So he's like, I said, when you need this shit? He was like, he told me today. I said, nigga, that's nine days away. <laughs> and he was like, you got it. And I'm like, <laughs> so... I, of course, I'm a Jay-Z fan, you know what I mean? So when I started writing down this shit, because I still write shit down, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I wrote it on paper, so I wrote this shit down. I started writing. You know, of course, first, all of the, the lines that come to your head off the rip, allow me to reintroduce myself. I will not lose, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's about to go down. The classic ones, right? You get, mm-hmm. you get like, the big ones out of the way. Right. The major joints. Right. And then... When he hit me and said, we got this person, this person, this person, what's the line for them? Mm. So now I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a double entendre. It's going to be a triple entendre. Don't even ask me how. If I get this person to say this, right? Because it matches their history, their character, whatever, like their their whole thing. Oprah was supposed to say I'm still spending money from 88. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Jordan was supposed to say Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, game six. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, once we started, because I didn't think he could get these motherfuckers. So he's texting me like, yo, LeBron's in. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, all right, cool, LeBron. Okay, boom. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Beyonce's in. And it was Beyonce's idea to have Blue do the last line. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was my idea to have Blue do the last line where Jay would think that she was going to curse, but she wasn't. So it's like if you're at a place and you're at a, 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 a fucking, <laughs> a, a, you know what I'm saying, a whole arena, and you see your child come up on the screen and she starts saying a line that you know got curse words in it, you cringe because you're like, I know my baby's not about to curse. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's why she laughed at the end because that was the inside joke between her and her mom and her dad. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it was my idea to go ghostwriter. You know what I'm saying? For the right price, we could make your shit tight. That was the original line, but I changed it. So when you go through the lines, um, Dave Chappelle was supposed to say, they say words are a weapon. Because mm. he had just came off, off of that, you know what I'm saying, that, that controversy. Yeah, yeah. Obama was supposed to say, I will not lose. <laughs> but, Oof. you know what I'm saying, we couldn't. He, he, once they saw who was in it, they were like, are any curse words in it? And it was like, yeah. And they was like, okay, is it still presidential? Da, 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 da. It was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he was like, they was like, yeah, he's going to have to do one separate. Like, he can't, if it's curse words in it, he can't be involved. So we was like, all right, cool. So Rihanna's saying, you know, Rihanna's saying, I'm a business man. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a point in her time where motherfuckers like, please drop an album. And she like, for what? Right. I'm cool. So once we got Letterman to do, I keep one eye open like CBS, I was like, oh, this shit is about to be epic. 
because Letterman was like, I don't get it. And we're like, you won't get it. <laughs> and he says, he says, Letterman goes, he says, I, I'm feeling like the, the uncoolest guy in this whole nah, thing. And I'm like, if you say this, you will be the coolest guy in this whole thing. So it was like when he popped up and he said, so I keep one eye open like CBS, like everybody was like, oh, shit, like this is crazy. Because <laughs> now it's making you pay attention mm-hmm. to who's saying what. Right. Like we had a wish list and we didn't get all of them. But if we had, like if we had, motherfuckers would still be talking about this shit today. I mean, it was it I was. So I have impressed. a question. So you was able to interact with the celebrities to let them know how yeah, to over Zoom. It. Like mm-hmm. over Zoom calls, mm-hmm. me and Amir like tag team and like and Amir were like I got you know I got this person today I got you know what I'm saying Idris Elba today da, 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 da. So I'm like all right cool what's the Zoom link you know what I'm saying so because I want certain people you like you don't have to coach them on how to say a Jay Z line mm. yeah. certain other people you like damn I have to coach him like we had to coach David Letterman yeah. but once mm-hmm. he got it though. It was crazy. Man. Did you did, did you have a set BPM that you mm-hmm. wanted them to follow? Because it was spoken word, just so spoken. it was like it was no. Because if we tried to get them to do that shit to a beat, it would have been a. Well, no, I mean like just like a boom, like I guess so. It'd just be like a, some freestyle shit, like right. some street battle shit, right? And it it it, it dawned on me that when I asked him, I was like, well, "What the fuck made you call me for this shit?" And he was like, "Well, who the fuck else was I gonna call?" Mm-hmm. And I was like. Oh shit! Like damn, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, cause cause it, it dawned on me. Cause one of my homies, one of my homies said it to me. He said, "Imagine doing something in 1993 so well that motherfuckers will call you in 2021 to do it again." That's crazy. He was like, "You can't call Jordan and say, yo, I need you to jump from the foul line tomorrow. Like it's not gonna happen." He did it so well back then that if he can't do that now. He said, you still have the gift of doing that now that you had then. And I had to put it in perspective. I was like, damn, that's that's true. Like, that's that's wow. And he was like, he, I, he said, who else was I going to call? And I was like, it was, just, it was so thoughtful. You know what I mean? Like the, the intention behind every line and, and the way it was done. It was really, really great. It was such a great moment. Does Jay know that you helped with that shit? Yeah, he okay. he went right after it happened, because uh, they did the hall. They they taped it Halloween. It mm-hmm. went to Cleveland. You know how motherfuckers took the jet, went to Cleveland, hung out for a while, got the award, did the speech, got on the plane. Because he had court Monday for uh, uh, he was going back to New York for a court case. Somebody was suing him about a Rockefeller cologne or some shit. He, oh, had, no. he, actually, yeah, yeah. he actually had to go to court. He won that too. Right, he won it. Yeah. So he had to go to court. So um, he goes, when it's done, he sees Amir backstage and he goes, yo, who the fuck, like how? And you know Amir, you know Amir's like, yeah, motherfucker, like I got you because Jay was floored, bro. He was floored. Like when he tweeted, Mm-hmm. To everybody in that video package, thank you. I'm probably gonna cry in the car. Like he tweeted wow. that, and Jay don't you know Jay tweet four times a year, five maybe. Mm-hmm. So he tweeted that. I saw the tweet, knowing that I had something to do with it. I was like, wow, it touched him. You know what I'm saying? He goes backstage, he sees Amir, and Amir's like, yeah. He's like, yo, who the fuck? Like how? He's like, yeah. He's like, cause I know motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we love you, dog. You know what I'm saying? He was like. He said, listen, who put that shit together? 
Like, who wrote it? Yeah. And Amir says, skills. And he says, mad skills? And he said, yeah. He said, man, what's that motherfucker's number? So he, Jay, he gives Jay my number, and he texts me. I'm asleep. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he hits me and says, yo, Jay about to text you. I put that on the, on the actual, when I did a recap of the video, I mm -hmm. put it on my Instagram. He said, Jay about to text you. I didn't get it. So I wake up the next morning and I got a page from like a number I don't know, from a text from a number I don't know. And it says, you know, he said what he said, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to keep that between me and him. But it was so dope because he called it brilliant. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, bro, like that was brilliant. Like, and I'm just like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't fucking wake up to text messages from Hope. You woke up to a good morning message by Hope, bro. <laughs> like, I might frame that shit. That and the tweet. You know what I'm saying? Because I still got, I never text. I locked the number in, but I never hit him. I, I said what I said as far as the thank you message. I never hit him back. Like, but, I mean, I've talked to Jay before, but I ain't, I ain't talked to billionaire Jay in a fucking while. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's different. You did know what I'm saying? But, did, it say, did it say on top, it's Hope? No, he, he did say it's Hove. <laughs> he did say, and, and he said, yo, it's, it's Hove. Like, hey, yo, this is Sean Carter, parentheses Hove. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, for me, like, I went through a, a, a quick, like, spell of maybe, like, about two weeks where I was just like, I was like, damn, like, I wrote for Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Blue Ivy in one Verse, mm -hmm. all Jay Z lyrics, but compiled and adapted by me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not only did I do it, he called me and thanked me for it. So in my mind, I'm like, like, damn, like fucking Jay Z ghostwriter <laughs> for like one night. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's insane. Like, I gotta be the greatest ghostwriter. I have to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah. gotta be. And for a minute, I, I don't really, I don't get get on my soapbox. But for about two weeks, I was in Virginia, and I was really, everywhere I went, I was like, like, I'm that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, yeah, that deserves a round of applause. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean? like, and it's cemented in history. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. never going anywhere. It's, it was just so, it was a beautiful thing, but I think it was, it was touching for him more because I think sometimes after, you know, like, I don't know, his career is like 30 plus years, yeah. right? Yeah. And... In the end of it all, he's a writer, mm -hmm. right? And then to see the impact of his words, mm -hmm. and it was just literally his words. Right. No video, no yeah. beat. No beat. No nothing, and it was just the impact. And the impact was, damn, I've touched these people, and these people are saying what I said. And not only that, what I'm saying applies to these people. Right. Because of what you did, right. and that thoughtfulness so it's almost like you're looking at your whole legacy, mm -hmm. and like this is 30 years of just words right. that I wrote, not and, even on paper in my head. Right, right. And I, it's just I think when he saw it, it's just it, it can be. It's just like a ton. It's like 30 years, just right. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, and I knew as soon as he, as soon as he saw like the first entendre, he would understand mm -hmm. what else was happening. Un underneath what's unfolding. And only you could un understand because you're you know a writer. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's watching his mom say, nobody wins when the family feuds. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and it, like I said, we had a wish list of certain people. Like, like Will, Will Smith was supposed to say, no more Big Willie, my game is grown, prefer you call me William. Like, we had it lined up, bro. Like, 
Jordan. I love your skill. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you told me, because Amir's like, no, like, he's hitting me like, yo, we got we got half of fucking black Hollywood. Like, Samuel Jackson drove 90 minutes to go do two lines and then drove back to a set where he was shooting. Like, that's how important Jay yeah. is to the culture. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, everybody, once people started to find out what was happening, everybody wanted to be involved. And I'm just looking at my phone like, fuck, God damn, comment, oh shit, Kerry Washington, oh shit, Obama. And you got to think oh, Jay-Z, he probably is the type of person that doesn't get a chance to reflect often. Right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, call, like, hit me. Like, hit me. And was like, and everybody from the team is hitting me. Guru, like, Lenny S. All I'm like, yo, bro, he was, he was taken aback by I could this. imagine, man. And yo, just, just him where he is now, this billionaire yeah. businessman, doing all the family man, doing all mm-hmm. this shit. Yeah. For him to look back and just be like, wow, it all started with just words. Exactly. Yeah. That's and then to have his, man, to have his you know? daughter recite one of his right. lyrics at the end, that would have like fucking floored me right there. Yeah, Bro, you you would have been crying, right? You I would have been, man. <laughs> when, they put the cam- when they put the camera on him, when, when Blue said her last line, and he, he was like, like his mouth was open. You know what I'm saying? Because Amir is sitting there. Amir has his phone. Amir's taping Jay. We all we seen this already. We know what this is. Amir's taping Jay and mm-hmm. sent it to me. And I'm just like, yo, this shit is crazy. And then when it came on TV, and then um it came on TV, and then I, I remember posting how I made it. Cause I was like, you know, I'm yeah, yeah. like, oh, if it didn't happen on the internet, where I was like, oh no. I'm t- this gonna be the one I'm telling everybody about this. Right. You gonna know who wrote this shit. And I posted it, and everybody was like, wow, like you really did that shit in nine days. And I'm like, yeah. Like, Do you have like scratch? Was it on paper? Mm-hmm. When you- yeah, I have it all written down. I, I, went, I bought books. I had already had decoded. I think I bought a book, mm-hmm. uh, Made in America, that, that Eric Michael Dyson had wrote on him. And just a couple, just just I, it was a Jay Z wormhole YouTube songs, but I knew all the songs. But I'm pulling out B sides. I'm pulling out original flavor. Fucking can I get open? Mm-hmm. And fucking the remix of Can't Knock the Hustle. Shit that people just don't really listen to a lot. So I'm like from the beginning to fucking Dos Effects Jay Z to Iggy Iggy. All the way to the, the fucking Jay-Z. billionaire Jay. The, the tongue twister Jay. Yeah, the Foosh Nickens Jay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Clark Kent when he, when was, he was in do, it. When he was doing the money counter. Yeah. Dough. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's really evolved. And, you know, when when I look at careers, I mean, who the fuck wouldn't want Ho's career? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has an inspiring career. What's, mm-hmm. you, what's your favorite Jay line of all time? Oh man, it's a couple. Um, Top three. His uh, uh, keep one eye open like CBS. Mm-hmm. That's a classic. Um, fucking. Um, he said when he said something about uh, his it was something about a guy he was he was hustling with, and the guy died. And he said, yeah, I went to his funeral. He said, I go to your funeral feeling sarcastic, look in the casket, look at him, still sleeping. Mm. And I was like, that's a cold ass line. <laughs> like that one, and um, it's one line on All I Need when he says, um, he says uh, something about, um, he, say, he says, he says uh, keep playing, you're going to find me in your lobby blunted, and I don't even smoke. Ain't no joke. And he says something about, um, he said, uh, the guy, he said, um, he said, when I blast the pump, 
I leave you in a hospital looking at mash for months. Yeah. He said, and then I, then I, then I, he said, then I, then I dumps dough on the DA steps and flee scot free and PP on the steps. Like, I, what I told people when, when Jay had that quick little, that quick little nuance of they was talking about verses real quick. And I was like, what y'all don't understand is this man, like, a mad Jay Z, when Jay Z is pissed, that's when he's at his best. best. Yeah. Cause it's like when when people have the audacity. It was a couple of times motherfuckers had the audacity. Cam had the audacity. Jim Jones had the audacity one time. Mace had the audacity. So when he jumps out, like, yo, y'all really think y'all fucking with me? Like y'all really believe that shit. And I remember on the S. Doc Carter mixtape, he had a whole mixtape and he was pit. I think this is when Jim Jones balling was at his height. Uh-huh. And he rapped over balling. He was like, it's over for that ball. And remember he dropped the freestyle over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, that fucking mixtape with him rapping over flavoring your ear, he said, Y'all keep thinking, y'all keep thinking that y'all don't hear. I'm gonna put this little red laser in your ear. <laughs> like, it's like the way he talk when he get mad, when he like, yo, niggas really think they fucking with me? <laughs> So when he hopped out of that versus shit, like, yo, bro, don't nobody want to see me on that versus stage. And I was like, I said, yo, they don't. And I pulled up the, uh, I played it on my gram. I pulled up the jump when he rapped over Pump It Up, over the, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Joe Button. the, the Joe Button shit. Give me that beat full full time. time. Right. <laughs> Listen, floated. <laughs> we were actually playing that in the club. Like, we were playing yeah. that, remember? Yep. Man, listen, a pissed off Jay-Z, ain't nobody fucking with him. Wow. Like he's a he's a he's a sub like he's a he's a, a level above a whole lot of rappers and you don't really realize it until you have to. Mm-hmm. But and people, oh Wayne Wayne could go back and forth with him skills da, 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 da. No and fact. I still stand to this day. I said the only person that ever walked on a hole on a record was him. You know what I'm saying? In Renegade for me, in my opinion. Yeah, you but that. it ain't happened a lot. You know what I'm saying? He didn't get you don't you didn't watch Jay. Like he was a, he's a different animal. And he still he still has a a hold on the culture that a lot of rappers don't have because of his career and because of what he's done. I always say this though, everyone always brings up Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I said Lil Wayne didn't really, to me, start shining and really start spitting some shit. So he started jacking a little bit of, of Jay- Jay-Z's flow. Yeah. Not only that It was, was the freestyle of um show you how to do. Show, um, show me what you got. Show me show what, what you got. got. That I mean, freestyle. The drop three. That's when people started to notice um, Lil Wayne. But the, but you heard yeah, Jay-Z's flow on there. The, even the, his cadence, the way mm-hmm. he talked. And it was not the Lil Wayne that we knew from like, you know. And when people when people came with the argument of Lil Wayne like doing his best and, and, and you know, and, and that run he had, I always bring up to my like when Wayne had that run, who was he chasing? Jay. He kept saying, I'm the best rapper alive since, until the, the, rapper since the best rapper retired. He kept saying, he told y'all himself, because Jay was like, I'm out the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Wayne started running. He wanted that crown. He wanted that crown. Like, you were already chasing a ghost. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, special, man. Super special. <laughs> that was good. Yo, I, I want to circle back. We just came from South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. And... uh Jamie has this story, this life changing story. Oh my that god, he has. bro! <laughs> oh shit! You know, it's a, it. It was we were at Scratch Bastards Barbecue. Me and Cricket were in, uh, we were doing interviews. Bastard! Like yeah. And then we were hanging out with Chris Villa. By the way, only Scratch Bastard could 
could be like could blow up and have a name like Scratch, Scratch Bastard. Bastard. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah. you only to, him. You have to be that talented. Yeah, that great, right. and he is to he be is. to have corporate people be like, we want to, uh, we want to book DJ we Scratch, Scratch Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a level of talent when yes. you can, yeah. when and you then, can have and they make a thing called Bastard's bar- yeah. barbecue. barbecue, crazy, bro, and yeah. then puts it on hot sauces and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were at Scratch Bastard's uh, uh, barbecue, whatever, and then um, we were Chris Villa. And then in walks in in the DJ world, which who may be Jay Z, which is Jazzy Jeff. Right. He walks in and everyone kind of stops. And then Chris Yeah, the v, energy in the room just, just shifted. shifted. Wow. Okay. And yeah. then and then Chris Villa looks to me and he goes, Dude, I've stayed in Jeff's house like three times. For the playlist. For the playlist retreat. And I still get nervous to say what's up to him. Wow. I look at him and I tap him on the show and said, How bad can it really be? <laughs> I get up and I go walk towards Jeff. And Jeff is looking forward this way, and I tap him on the shoulder. I say, yo, Jeff. And then he turns to me, and I said, I'm Jamie. And he goes, from the road podcast. <laughs> Knees buckled. <laughs> Stomach to the fucking floor. <laughs> yeah. He goes, you're a fan of you. A fan of what you, what you guys do, whatever. He didn't say he was a fan of you. No, a fan of what you guys do. <laughs> That's right. I, look, I'm getting chills. Crick is hold like, on. don't don't misconstrue the word. Hold on, hold on, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting chills. Up. It's, it's us. It wait, wasn't you, bro. No, 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 no. Hold on. Wait, chills. But this is how the story changes when motherfuckers like they change change a little word, and then two years yes. two years from now he's like, I'm a fan of you, right? You. And then, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm nervous telling the story as it is. So anyway, he says, Yo, love what y'all do, and then. I said, yo, we got to get you on. He said, yo, I would love to. He said, yo, take my number down. I'm like, you, re- like, sure. So I took, I, he, you know, he gave me his number, whatever. Right. I walked back with Chris and Cricket. You should see his text that he sent to Jazzy Jeff, too. No, right, yeah. And he was crazy. <laughs> oh, wow. He said something like, good to meet you, brother. I'm like, yo, no, for I, real? I said, thank you. I said, thank you for your time. <laughs> I said, thank you for your time. Because I was like, yo, that pull was, the, pull the he's pulling it up. Pull so anyway, so he hold said, on, hold on, hold on. He said, like, he said something like, yeah. You said something like, let's definitely connect, brother. No, I said, thank you for your time, <laughs> brother. Right <laughs> Look what I said. Jamie oh, the Great, bro, bro podcast. podcast. Text one. Yeah. Thank you for your time, brother. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> Only I can pull this shit off. Anyway, so, yo, after that moment, I'm nervous as shit. I'm like, wow, I just had that encounter. I walk back over, and I told Chris V, I'm like, you were right. You were definitely right. Right. It's it's nerve-wracking as fuck. He he brought me over. And And I I usually don't get um, starstruck. Starstruck. Right. Like, I'll meet, like, the motherfuckers will bring, like, actors and shit. Right. Actually, I'm just like, whatever, you know? But with him, I was just like, cool, let's meet. And there's something like when he just, when I made eye contact, I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> You're looking at like, <laughs> because like, the best ever. <laughs> when, he, when he looked at me, I just, I was like, my mind just went all the way back to Our fucking Fresh Prince, uh, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince. Right. Yeah. Girls just, you know, like all this shit, like parents just don't understand. Right. Girls in the world ain't mm-hmm. nothing but trouble. And one second, that shit hits you. Yeah, me. it just hits you and you're just like, I gotta watch what I say. Right, right, because I'm talking to like hip hop history, DJ history, and I just, I just kind of like just sucked his dick the whole time. We we just saw we just saw him the night before, 
fucking put on a clinic. Well, he, yeah. it was him, Scratch Bastard, Just Blaze. Just Blaze brought Manny Fresh, and then he brought T.I. Uh, T.I. Gotcha. T.I.'s son performed. It was yeah, T.I.'s Imani. son. Imani. 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 And he was, um, and it was his birthday, his 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I got emotional seeing Scratch Bastard and uh, Jazzy Jeff perform mm-hmm. just because I was like, damn, the pandemic. And I was just like, oh, man. And, and I don't know. I've been going out recently, and I've just been hearing regular DJs. Right. And then you kind of go to see Jeff, and you hear. And, you know, like, I know some of his mixes and his routines. Right. But it just felt different hearing it again. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you, you just appreciate it. Right. And he's just so clean. Yes. So fucking clean. And it's, yeah. and it's yeah. flawless. Yeah. And it's just like, you hear it, oh, and you're man. like, yeah. I just missed this so much. Right. And you just appreciate you appreciate them a lot yeah. more. And, I, and I told him that and probably in the worst way possible. Like, cause he, he, was just, he, he was like, wrap it up. All right, cool. Like, give me the power. <laughs> <Right>. The music <laughs> went on. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I got the greatest Judges Jeff story that is so good. I'm waiting to tell it when, oh, okay. when he gets Jeff, on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. If he gets on a podcast. Nah, he will, bro. <laughs> He'll do it. He'll but you, do it. you guys, I saw you on one of his streams on Twitch. Yeah. No and I, and it, it made me feel really good. Right. And I was yeah, like, man. you know, because the last time, the, the last episode we recorded with you, mm-hmm. it was this weird, um, there was like a disconnection, right? A right. disconnect. Right. And it was almost like these two organisms that were once together, it split and it just kind of veered away. Right. And it was good to see y'all kind of reconnect. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, y'all are good right now. Yeah, no, right? We're, we're definitely good. I, I went to the crib. Uh and he had the idea to do the stream because I had a I had a gig in Philly, mm. and um I was it was with active and um I was like yo you gonna be at the crib and he was like yeah and this was after of course the drink champs or whatever and we had talked a couple of times we talked um when when DMX passed mm. we talked um when when Prince Marky D passed mm. when of course Biz you know what I'm saying and um we he was like yeah I'm gonna be at the house like pull up you know what I'm saying like so I was like all right cool. And he was like, um, yo, you know what we should do? And I was like, what? He was like, yo, you should you should you should rock out on the stream. And I was like, I was like, all right. You know what I'm saying? He was like, nah, this is what we're gonna do. Like, and he planned the whole shit. He was like, but introduce me, but you're not gonna be on screen. You know what I'm saying? But people will know the voice. Yeah. Like, introduce me like you like you always do, like back in the day, and then I'm gonna rock for an hour and then I'm gonna MC for you and you can rock. And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and we did it, and like the fucking, the stream went up, motherfucker was like, oh my God. Like, and, and you know, of course, like, he's just sitting there, you know what I'm saying, with the mic, and he's like, you know what I'm saying, skills, da, 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 da. I'm fucking trying to back up shit and trying to impress him and shit, you know what I'm saying? It was like little brother, big brother type shit. And um, it was just good to be in that space. And I hung around for a while, like, we just chopped it up and just talked and shit and talked music, talked life, talked family. You know what I'm saying? Like and um, but like I said, we had we hadn't seen each other since the drink championship, but we had definitely talked since then. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, nah, it was, it it was it was perfect. It was actually mm-hmm. perfect. It, it was almost like no time had passed. And um, we talking about equipment. Like I told you, he was like, oh man, wait, wait to get the the, the uh, Rev Seven, and the, you know, we just talking tech shit. And um, yeah, nah, man, it, it was amazing, man. But to be, to be able to DJ mm-hmm. and say like, yeah, I had J- Jazzy Jeff was my MC. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying? To come from where we came from. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, because, bro, it was like, you got to understand that run we had, man, it was like Shaq Legendary. and Kobe. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I actually had to, I went on YouTube and I would look up 
like old Jazzy Jeff videos and shit like that. Because I was trying to perfect my, my game on, while I was DJing, and I had to go study you. Mm-hmm. So I went to the YouTube and just see what point did you jump in, jump out, what would right. you say, and shit like that. And to me, yeah, exactly, Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. It's like you had to study those type of moments, and that shit was a legendary as one. Yeah, we, we, we did some things, man, that will probably never be duplicated. And, um, you know, I, I even went the other day, like not too long ago, I was looking at one of my old passports. And I even I made a post about it real quick, and I was like, fuck, I can't even believe I went to all these places, and I went to them in a decade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like around the world twice in like 10 years. You know what I'm saying? And none of that would have been possible without him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and mm-hmm. he even he even commented on the post. He was like, yo, we we touched a lot of ground. And I was like, yeah, man. And we still here, you know what I'm saying? And still able to, you know, be be who we are and do what we love and take care of our families through it. So yeah. It's it's crazy. As I get older and I look back on like my life, I realize that there are phases, mm-hmm. right? Or eras in my life. Mm-hmm where I'm a part of and you and Jazzy Jeff is is an era but it's yeah. it's one of those things where sometimes when you're like let's I mean when you get older you get a perspective but at the right. time you're kind of like this is going to go on forever right right yeah. right like oh rapping I'm gonna be a rapper forever right and you're like and then you're like and then you switch to another phase or another era and you're like this is going to go on forever <laughs> right and then it doesn't and then you get to a point where you're like wow like these are all eras that built me mm-hmm. to be who I am right now, yeah, and they all end, yeah, because we I change the person changes, right. you grow and you grow and it and you know it evolves. Shit happens, and it seems like it's going down, mm-hmm. but it's actually going up because you're becoming a better person, right? right? Better you're learning how, now. yeah, because it's like you lose something and then you learn how to rebuild again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then yeah. you get to a certain point when you get older and you're not afraid of something ending, yeah. And you know that when something ends, it's time to rebuild again. Yes. Right? So yeah. I, I kind of looked at that when I look at your trajectory and where you are now and what you're doing right now. But I remember in the interview at the time, you had so many questions, right? Right. And it, I was just thinking about friendships mm-hmm. and just where we are. In a, and you were kind of in a building phase. Right. You're, I'm, I'm going to be a DJ. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Right. And then there was like, but why did this end? Right. Like, yeah. what did it, what, what happened? Right. You know? And then to look back on it now, and I think the biggest thing that hurt me was that, like, I can't imagine working with, like, my boy. Like, never is my, my boy. Like, we, like, basically, like, family, you know? Right. I've known this dude 20-plus years. Right. But I, I can't imagine not working with him, but worse, not talking to him. Right. And him not letting me know what happened. What happened. Right. And then yeah. having that hang over me, and it would hang over me daily, right? Yeah, and it did. And you, you know what I'm saying? It, it fucks up your energy. It fucks up your confidence. It makes you question everything you do. Every room you walk in, people are questioning. Yeah, yeah. Wondering what happened. You feel uncomfortable because you're like, this thing, is, it's like haunting you. Right. Right? And, and was, I, didn't, I didn't see that Drink Champs moment coming. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like the same way when we sat down, and I, I think it was it was either Jamie or or, or you. It, it was like, um, it was is it anything you don't want to talk about, or like is everything cool? And I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you who I ghost wrote for, but other than that, cool. that's the one shit I want to know, right? So, <laughs> dude, so every time like, we talk, I always say, yeah, come on. So man. when it happened, when 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 you asked about it, I was just like. Every, the whole the the mood in the whole room changed. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Damn!" Like, but but crooked 
funny, being a, a fucking a good podcast host, he's like, yeah, nah, like, you said this shit was cool, so what happened with that? Yeah. And I was like, I didn't have an answer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I remember fumbling a little bit, and I was like, bro, I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't, I don't speak to him anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so fast forward to the drink champs moment. I didn't know Nori was going to ask either, and I'm fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, four, I'm fourteen shots in. I have fourteen shots, Good and I can't God. drink. I'm, I'm a two drink minimum. I just had two drinks last night and fucking passed out. I like how I like how your energy. You got loud though, right? So when Nori goes, so you and Jesse Jeff, right? And I said. Oh. He goes, Nori goes, is, is it beef? It's beef? You know, Nori. And I'm like, I said, nah, it's not beef. It's just. And he was like, man, nah. Then Nori's like, listen to the. He's like, yeah, we're going to call that much. He's like, we're going to call him. We're going to call Uncle Murder. I was like, first of all, you're not calling Uncle Murder. I'm not talking to that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not having that combo. Yeah. Yep. So I said, yo. I mean, I think I still might have a number. I knew I had the number, but I didn't think he was going to answer. That, so that shit was re- that shit was in real time. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So when he answered, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's happening. So Nori's like, hand me the phone. Yeah. And he, he tells everybody, you know, I saw he calmed down. Everybody, he's like, so Jazzy Jeff. And he's like, Jeff's like, oh, shit, this is, I'm on fucking drink. I'm already in violation because I FaceTimed you. Not only did I FaceTime you, I FaceTimed you, and now we on fucking drink. And you didn't even yeah. give him a warning. Like, I, didn't, I didn't text you like, yo, I'm up. They about to hit you, Nori going to hit your like, line. Yeah. You nothing, I'm, right? You, you blew a spot up crazy. I did. Yeah. Right? On, on, on arguably the, the biggest hip-hop podcast yes. yeah. out right now. So, boom, he answers, and Nori goes, yo, we used to see y'all together, and we don't no more. Like, what happened? You know what I'm saying? And he's like... I mean, you know, Skills wanted to DJ. Then Nori goes, and you ain't like that. Uh-huh. And I like what he said. He said, man, I ain't worried about no other man DJing. Like, as he should. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when he got back on the phone, it, I got emotional because I'm like, Dan is my homie, man. Like, yeah. I, I miss you, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just listen, I'm on Drink Champs. I'm fucked up. <laughs> And I, I love you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right, right, right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what's going to happen after that. So that in that moment, that shit was true. And I I finished Drink Champs like, fuck, I know that's the moment they going with. You know, I'm like, they yeah. going to post that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one's going. And it was genuine. So when we talked after that, because I was like, okay, maybe he just, okay, I, I I do feel like I just I just FaceTime motherfucking put him on drink champ. Right. If I hit him up tomorrow and he don't answer, I can't even be mad because he's like, Yo, bro, <laughs> fucking hit me up yesterday and had me live on drink champ. But he did. And we just started talking my life shit and just getting back to what what we were as men and brothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and like I told y'all before, like that whole that whole period in my life was so cloudy because I didn't know why. But I was going so fucking hard. To make sure that I, when I got behind them turntables, the shit was legit. Right. And I don't know if I would have had that fire if it wasn't that. So I'm glad it happened when it happened because the shit made me a better fucking DJ. Mm-hmm. So when I'm at his crib in November and we playing, I'm literally trying to impress him. And I'm impressing him. He's like, he's like, oh shit, your left got quick, bro. And I'm like... Yeah, motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it was such an organic moment, man. And it was nothing fake about it, man. I love that guy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's true, true to heart. It's 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 funny how life works, right? How, what was the time gap of you guys not communicating? 13 years. 
Damn. No, 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 no. We toured for 13 years. We didn't talk for like seven. That's a still that's a still a long yeah. time, man. We didn't talk for like six or seven. Damn it, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Fuck, man. It's funny, like, you know, like, uh, friends have disagreements. Like, and it's like, for me, always, I want to just confront the shit. Right. Because yeah. I don't, I don't want to hold, I don't like that shit following me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that, that cloud over me. And it's like, if I have, if I have, if I like, if I don't like this motherfucker or if something happens with this motherfucker or this motherfucker, then I got like five clouds over me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they know people I know. So whenever they talk, yeah, it's just like, I don't want that. Spirit, yeah. yeah. So like, I always want to just call them and be like, yo. What's, I, what's good? What's good. But not only that, it's like, I have to really measure in my head who's going to take the L. Right? Right. And I'm like, let me take the L first. And I'll just take the L. And if they still hate me or they still don't want to do it, then I, I can't say I didn't try. Right, right. Leave it where it was. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's a business thing, like, fuck it. Is this friendship worth, is it more? Is it worth more than the business? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, you know what it is? I'll take a business L. Right. And I'll, just, and I'll just keep that friendship. Yeah. And we'll just take the L, you know? like, And, and 100% of the time, it works, and then the business ends up working afterwards. Right. But if motherfuckers just hold on to shit, I mean, right. then I can't imagine seven years. It's, I can't wait for him to be on here. Like it's probably really? it's gonna be because y'all are such fans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for mm-hmm. what he's done for the culture, and it's gonna be such a fucking rewarding episode because he's he's so good at explaining what he meant and where he was and what he remembers. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he it's still all there. You know what I mean? So and and with the personality of y'all, I, it's gonna be fucking legendary. Oh, that's, that's a high compliment. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and if, if you need any help, if you need any help to like nudge, hey, skills, you, you, da, da, da. yo, you might, yo, we're here. You think you think you can hit him up? Like he would do it in a heartbeat, bro. Because y'all are real DJs. Yeah. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like yeah, you know, he'll he'll do it in a heartbeat. It, it's funny because we talked about the Kanye doc, and it was one of those things when we started the podcast. I didn't think we would have people like you, like just greats on our show, right? Mm-hmm. And even when we had like Sadat X, we had uh, you know all these dudes. Fat like, Man School, Fat Man School. Yeah. But there's certain DJs, and I don't know if it's because of the generation I'm from or the era I'm from. Like I, I wouldn't even disrespect a legend mm-hmm. and expect them to even want to do this show. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Like I just don't come from that era. Right. Right. Like right. I always talk about Riz, like DJ Riz. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to ask him. Because I think if he says no, I mean, I would expect it, but I was, you know, in my head, I'd be like, we got a lot more work to do. Right. Because he don't, he, if you don't want to come on, and sometimes I don't want to face that reality of like, damn, we haven't reached that level yet. Right. So I wouldn't even go to Jeff and ask him. But at the same time, I lose out on the opportunities. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's that fear. Bro, but, I, uh, I still deal with it. I have a podcast and yeah. I still. Hit motherfuckers up and I don't hear back and then I feel away. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. I be sitting there like, I wrote a fucking song for you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so now it's like I, I got a, a small team. You know, I'm shout out to the Hip Hop Confessions team, like that helps me. So I, so they like, I'm like, yo, did you get so and so? They're like, no, but we got so and so. I'm like, cool. We recording today, cool. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel away, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm only, I'm not asking more than twice for nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm very fucking proud. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like, if I did something for you, 
I don't understand why I got to ask you twice. Mm -hmm. Even if you can't, just mm -hmm. say, yo, yeah. skills, I'm out of town. I can't. I'm with the fan. We on vacation. So, okay, cool. I'll reach back out when you da da da. But I, I hate that shit because I'd be feeling like a sucker. Like, mm. But it also makes you build something that isn't that isn't reliant on the guest. Right. You know? So yeah. for us, when we started this, I already knew. I did like, like I have homies that are in the DJ scene, but I knew like, would most of them want to come on this show? <laughs> right. You know, so I wouldn't even bother them. I was like, I needed to be good. And I told these dudes, I'm like, we have to be able to just record by ourselves. And still have a show. And have a mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm not going to be relying on guests. Yes, every week. Yeah. So we literally recorded like, what, eight episodes? Oh, ten. 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 Yeah. We, we recorded ten episodes just to be like, do we have something? Because I ain't going to embarrass Before, myself. <laughs> right. Right? right. And then we, when we launched, we had the eight. And if you listen to them now, they're probably super rough and shit. But, the worst. you know, even when I asked for my, my homies like MoMA or like Rocticon or Ross One and they mm -hmm. came on, that even touched me because I'm like, I they don't even know. Do this. They don't even know what this is. Right. But they they have that much love for me that they're going to they come on and up. they're going to try to make it work no matter what. That's dope. But I mean, it, to this day, like I never thought I would get out, you know, like Jazzy Jeff. Like I think Z Trip kind of curved us a little bit. And I expected it, you know what I'm saying? I was just kind of like, I got it. You know, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. You will get Jeff, watch. Yeah. It'll happen. And it's going to be dope. It'll, it'll be, uh, I think it's going to happen because of Jamie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a fan of you, bro. He's a fan of you, <laughs> kind of me. Fuck all, yeah, brother, brother, <laughs> brother. Yo, I had, a Yo. I had a question for Skills. What's up? You know, me, and you text and we talk shit a lot, but yeah, I think I asked you this when the verses was like at an all time high during the pandemic. If you had to do a versus songwriter versus songwriter, who would be your even matchup that you would think? It's a good question. Mm. Damn, let me think. Cause we don't know his fucking catalog. Even like I always try to get it out of him, but he doesn't want to say it's maybe ghost, like ghost rank. Somebody yeah. who hasn't went or somebody who has gone. Has, whoever you think is even matched with you. Has gone or hasn't gone. Because I just songs. Yeah, songs you've written. Probably like maybe Missy. Mm. I think that would be dope. Missy. You and Miss Missy Elliott? Just playing songs. Like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about Missy. Ain't nobody fucking with Missy in the verses because of the song she has and the song she's written. Mm. No, but just songwriting, songwriting. Just songwriting? It would be Missy. That would be dope. Oof. Wait, have you written R&B? Yeah. Yeah. Pop, R&B, hip-hop. Really? But you don't understand how great this man is, bro. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Wait, wait. So an R&B song comes to you. Is the melody there? Most time the hook comes first. I write. But is there I'm a right. melody? There's yeah. melody. Mel always melody, because melody is king. So you hear a reference track, and you hear the, you hear someone going like a maybe a scat thing, like yeah. da 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 da, mm -hmm. and then you're fitting all the words in. Because with me, when I write, the melody is first. So mm -hmm. if a word comes in that sacrifices the melody, then I got to change that word. Right, right, right. Because mm -hmm. I, because in my mind, in in my mind, this I know this isn't real life, but in my mind, it's a. It's a three-year-old child sitting in the backseat of her car, and her mom listens to this song, right? When this child gets eight, ten, or whatever, she go. this is in my mind, she goes to a record store, but she doesn't know the name of the song. So when she goes, I want to buy this song, I don't know the name of it. And the guy that owns the record store goes, how does it go? Mm -hmm. And she says it to him, the melody. He automatically goes, okay, that's that's da 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 he can go get it. 
I try to make songs that are that simple for a reason because I want a three-year-old to be able to know it without even knowing the words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So melody is king. So if if the word, if the fucking, let's give you an example. If the hook is I can't change that. It can't go. That fucks it up. The first one was easy to remember. I don't like syllables. I like breaking shit down because melody is king. So if the if the word is too big, then we gotta find another word. Well, the syllables become rhythmic, right? They have yes. to, they have to follow the melody. So like there was this movie with Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant, right? I forgot it was like it was about a writer and a and a musician. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I can't think of the name. Of and it was this great line that I remember to this day. It said, "The melody is like a person, right? A melody is the looks, mm-hmm. right? That's like you know, it's good looking, right? The melody is like anyone can say, like, yo, I'm attracted to that. That was an attractive right. person. And she's like, the lyrics is the personality, you know, right? Now you know if that person has substance or. It's just, it's you know, just there's nothing. It's just a, you just a pretty face. You know what I mean? And when you marry the two, right. you get something beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me. The, I thought that was a, that was a great line, right? And it just it gives you perspective on what it is. And yeah. I feel like nowadays it's a lot of great melodies, and but like the lyrics are just kind of like empty right now. Yeah. And, and that's but, why, you know? And sometimes they have to be, you know what I mean? Because people don't really feel like thinking the the music is for a certain portion like okay i got shit that i work out to i got shit that i listen to in the Mm -hmm. car like but then i got certain songs that i just wanted to be super fucking simple so sometimes you just go along with what's already there um i'll give you an example i wrote a song called money for this for this artist named kaylee 47 Super simple. The hook is just. Oh like, shit! You vote that? Yes. <laughs> so so the, the hook is money. I got money. Ooh. Money. I got money. Ooh. I'm money. I got money. Ooh. Right. That's the hook. Super fucking simple. But I've seen it translate to where. Three-year-olds are on Instagram going, money, I got money. And then I've seen an 80-year-old woman going, ooh. (laughs) And I'm like, that was the part that I knew. I was like, that's the part. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the part. You got to know when you hit those. I pay attention, bro, to a lot of songwriters. Max Martins, Dr. Luke's, like Dennis Pop, like people that R&B people and hip-hop people probably never even heard of. It's like a DJ reading the room a little Mm -hmm. bit where you kind of already, you know the audience and what's going to speak to them, right? Right. You know, you can can play a certain record and you go, oh, when I drop this shit, they going to go stupid. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of time of when I'm going to do it. I'm Mm going to do it. It's just a matter of time of when it's going to happen. But it's just thinking ahead, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of other artists now, they don't think ahead like with the shit. They, They make the song like, oh, this sounds hot for the moment. But then they're not thinking 20 years from now, is this going to translate? Are right. people going to still do this? In the it's course? not timeless. It doesn't. And some of the best music, bro, is timeless. It has, it stays with us. You know what I'm saying? And that's for a reason. So for somebody to be able to 
dissect why. You know what I'm saying? Why why is this song still here? Why does this song still resonate with black people? You know what I'm saying? I pay attention to that type of shit. Like, yeah, I, I sit in the room and be like, okay, well, what is the what is before I let go for white people? You know what I'm saying? What is before I let go for Puerto Rican people? You know what I'm saying? I want to have all those songs. I want to study all of those songs. It's funny. I just, I just started playing a song, Money, recently. Like, I ain't going to like last week. <laughs> yeah. The, the song's I started playing old. it again, yeah. Probably the most synced song I've had in the last 10 years. This song has been synced over 100 times. This shit's been in movies. It's been in Netflix yeah. shows. Like, song's five years old. And the funny part is the guy who I made the song with, he was like, one day we were talking, he was like, yo, we just got an Apple commercial for money. And I was like, yo, that's kind of crazy. And he was like, you know what's so funny? I was like, well, he said that we named the song Money. And I was like, I'm so glad we did <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, and this is, you know, this is from a, a, a female artist who doesn't even show her face. Like, people don't even know what she looks like. Yeah. And it's her biggest song. Scheme it's all about great. the licensing, right? For the song nowadays, yeah, you want to get more licensed than you know, because the streams ain't shit, bro. As a songwriter, streams ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like they're paying the top five, ten artists. They get paid from streams. The Drakes, the Weekends, the the Dua Lipas. You know what I'm saying? But the, everybody else outside of that top ten, they getting pennies. It's funny. We had a a DJ here, uh, Swerve One. Mm-hmm. He's in Seattle. And yeah, uh, where do you grow up in uh, Colorado? Montana. 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 Oh, so wow. he grew up in Colorado. He was say he grew up in the nineties. So he was saying to, for hip hop, he was so hungry for hip hop. Him, him and his friends would drive, how much far? Like six hours. Six yeah. hours to, to get to get get to a record store that might or might not have some of the records that he wants. Right. And like this is the nineties, or right. right. So there was no GPS. He had to get yeah. a map. Right? Wow. He had to get a Yellow Pages book, but not only like a Yellow Pages, he had to get Yellow Pages for another state. Yes. How do you get that? Right. How do you get the map? How do you know where to go? Probably no cell phone, right? No cell phone. I mean, no cell phone. That's crazy. No internet. Imagine just going like him and his boys, spending the whole day to drive to somewhere they don't even know. And come back and and I he did that for all his hopefully once a month he would do this, wow. But the power of music yeah. at, and the and the value, how precious mm-hmm. this thing was, hip hop, right? For motherfuckers to go, you know, to another state, risk the whole day, mm-hmm. and then come back with maybe two or three records, right? And then now it's just <laughs> it's just at our it's fingertips, at, yeah. And these kids like it's almost like they have the. They have everything right in front of them, but it's like they don't even use it. So I'm like, they don't use it for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you, if you could use it for all these other things, how come you can't use it for that? Because you got the tool that you need. People are like, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, start right there. Mm-hmm. Start with what you have and start where you are. You know what I'm saying? Like you have everything you need. But they just feel like I'm I'm already behind, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. I'm looking at these people on the gram. I'm looking at social media. I, how am I gonna do that? I'm I'm a firm believer, bro. I feel like everybody got at least half a million fans. You just gotta find them. I just believe that. I, I do a lot of consulting for like marketing and design, so mm-hmm. I work with like up and coming designers sometimes. And they'll you know, you know there's so much information Google social media right. So when they when they they were launching a new brand or a clothing line. 
they're always coming to me with all these references from these high-end designers, mm-hmm. these, the, the best designers and everything. And the first thing I ask them is their life story. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed every designer I talk to, they never pull from their life story. Right. And I'm like, this is what separates you right. from who you everybody. Are. Right. You know, so like, where are you from? You know, what did your, did your mom wear clothes? Was she stylish? Right. What about your grandmother? Right. Your grandfather? What, who was the most stylish motherfuckers, you know? Right. Were you from the Dominican Republic? Where are you from? You're, you know, what is your background? And then I literally have to ask them questions and then they start tapping in. And it's like, they're not known. They don't know how to tap into their life and pull inspiration from their from life. Their own life. But their, their, their whole life is so rich with inspiration. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you have you. That's part you have to go through a similar process when you're writing with a new artist or anything like that, right? I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes the song is just there mm-hmm. and it just works with this person, and they'll try it out. But sometimes you also, you know, you sit down in a room, you come to the studio for a couple of days. We don't even we don't even record. I just talk. We just talk. Right. You shoot mm-hmm. the shit. Where you like? Where you from? What was it like there? Oh shit! I you know and like I said, I always ask moments that are connected to the music because I always know it's, it's a music moment there. So I'll be like, oh, how old are you? Oh, I'm this old. Oh, you from so-and-so. Shit, when was, when was the first time you heard 50? When was the first time you heard like G-Unit? Oh, shit, it was like, a, I think it was like a mixtape. It was like Beg for Mercy. I remember buying. Okay, cool. So I already know that when that came out, you was this age. You know what I'm saying? So anything before that, you probably don't know. There's no point in me asking you about Biggie and Snoop and their heyday because you weren't there. You know what I mean? So anything that you've got with a reference to that is from the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, some people, you just have to key in on their experiences. And, like, sometimes. But then sometimes it's just like they like, oh, that song is jamming. I want to cut that. That's that's the vibe I'm on. I'm trying to fuck with some shit like that. Right, right. Oh, okay, cool. But either way we going to come to some sort of musical agreement of where you want to put your stuff out and how you want to be foreseen. Because I, I hate people that, that I meet a songwriter and, you know, they're like, oh, we want to work. I want to do songs. I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? Oh, I want a song. I just want to write songs. I just want to be, I want to be like mm-hmm. this person, this person. All right, cool. We cut some songs. I mean, you know, a month later, you keep listening to this one song. And you're like, yeah, this shit is dope. I, I think I'm gonna put this on my project. What project? Oh no, nah, no, nah, I was gonna put. I, I was thinking about me. It was cool if I put it on my SoundCloud. I thought you. I, I didn't think you wanted to be an artist. I thought you wanted to be a songwriter. So what are we doing? Are we writing songs for other people? Are we writing songs for your SoundCloud? Because nine times out of ten, you're gonna make way more money on this song being on an artist than you will on your SoundCloud. And I'm not saying we can't put it on your SoundCloud. I'm just saying a month ago you ain't say that to me. You said you wanted to be a songwriter. What happened in a month? You know what I'm saying? Like, I watch shit like that because that's how you end up getting to places where it's like, once you know what it is that you want to do, nothing is going to be able to take you off of that path if you know it. But sometimes they don't know it. Well, do you, do you think that I feel like this is the biggest problem with some of the new generation? They don't want to be behind the scenes. Mm-mm. They all want to be so. Some of the motherfuckers that I see, who are trying to be a soup, who trying to be superstars or rappers or whatever, I'm like, you should have been behind the scenes. <laughs> like, like for example, I'll give you the perfect example. We could bleep his name out. Like Nav, 
Right. He should have been behind the scenes to me. <laughs> you know, because like when you look at him, he's not a star. Yeah, no, nah, don't believe his name up. Keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, he should have been a star. You know what I mean? Like he should have been a star. He And I'm not just, I'm just saying like, look, some people just have that star energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's such a, I feel like he's a great writer. He has great melodies and he does dope shit, but he just could have been behind the scenes and he wasted all of his energy and time and money. Like you know? I, like I said about you know going back to what I said earlier, you can't make people care. You know what I'm saying? Like you're right. Everybody wants to be in the front. Nobody wants to be in the back. Like we don't even have any fucking groups. Like mm-hmm. we don't even yeah. we don't have a we don't have more than two guys in a group singing together. Probably because that motherfucker and this motherfucker. They don't even want to split this shit three ways. Mm-hmm. Think about how crazy it is. We don't have a Jodeci. We don't have a, and I'm just reaching back. We don't have a boys. We don't have no, no four addition. guys, five guys that sing together. And what's so crazy is probably three young black men that grew up in a house together, and they probably can all sing. And they all going, I don't want to split that shit. And they they brother. That's they they grew up with these two dudes, and they don't even want to be in the group together because all they see is solo acts. They don't see nobody having a camaraderie or a brotherhood. Mm -hmm. It's like, damn, we we ain't had a group since like pretty fucking Ricky. (laughs) B2K. (laughs) B2K might have been the last successful black, you know, young men singing together. And the crazy thing is, all these Korean pop artists. I was about to say like BTS. They're, they're, they're creating the groups and they're killing it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they don't realize it's like, yo, like even fans, that's one of the best things when you have a group of four or five members and each, each whether it's a girl or a fan, they mm-hmm. they identify with one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like they get to choose which one they want. Mm-hmm. But when you want artists, it's like you just that one. You know, like and some, some motherfuckers don't like you and some aren't. Every, yeah. every, every eight years, it's an opportunity for that but nobody's been smart enough to make it because it's always going to be a little girl it's always going to be a parent and it's always going to be a little girl if she gets her good grades and she does everything she's supposed to do her mom will take her to see we ain't even did it yet like no i can't believe nobody has done that yet it needs to happen there is no new kids on the block there is no nothing and it's still an audience for it. Every eight years, it can happen. No Jackson 5. Nothing. <laughs> and the blueprint is there. The blueprint is there. Like, it's uh, uh, the kid, uh, the guy, Wanye, from Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. He has four sons. They can all sing. Their name is Juan Moore. That's their name, right? Juan Moore. Everybody in the industry is like, Oh no, we'll we'll work with them. That's fucking one. Their dad is in boys. Like, it's a no brainer, right? Mm-hmm. It's four of them. They can all sing, and they struggling. And I'm like, y'all already R&B royalty. Your father was found by New Edition, and you were like, he bas- he basically had boys to men. Yeah, <laughs> Wanye has four sons that can sing. In harmony, together, and all different ages. He basically went and had boys to men. And there's no place for him in the music industry. And I'm like, this is crazy. 
You need to write something for them. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Why do you think that is, though? Because where we are, like you said, everybody want to be in the front. Everybody mm-hmm. want to be solo. It's no camaraderie. And that's what they see. No brotherhood. Right? And those songs don't take, you know, these these songs don't take no fucking harmony. All they take is mumbling and auto-tune. And don't get me wrong, I, I don't have a problem with it. I never have a problem with any young black man doing something legal to take care of his family and himself. If it ain't my thing, it's just not my thing. I don't, if I don't listen to it, I don't listen to it. It doesn't mean it's not an audience <laughs> for it. But it's just no balance. You know what I'm saying? It's no, like, and the, the, the content... It's it's almost like it is. I love you never goes out of style, right? And I remember somebody saying like, "Yo, is you know, I, I'm trying to write this song. I'm just trying to find another way to say I love you. Like the, the way the way to say I love you has been said so many different fucking times. I'm trying to find a new way. Well, how about the old way? That shit still work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like when you hone in and you find something that is is, is special. You can you can make that thing into something even more special if you just stick to your guns. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Certain some some shit just ain't never going out of style. It's funny, man. You say this because there's so much R and B and there's so many artists that I love, and some of the songs are so good. And then the lyrics, I hear it, and I'm just like, ah, oh, man, like that one. What's that new Scissor song that I love? Uh, I hate you. Yeah, I hate you. Mm-hmm. She has a great pre-chorus. She has an amazing chorus, mm-hmm. and then her first and second verse. I'm like, what is she doing on this? <laughs> right. Do have you heard it? No, I haven't. I gotta listen to it. You gotta listen. She's like kind of rapping, but there's no structure, and it's fine. But right. it's like I'm waiting for the pre-chorus where there's a melody, right? Some you can latch on, and, a, and then the chorus is obviously amazing. But she's like, I'm of the day that I've been to you, and that the and it's just like, is she freestyling? <laughs> and none of this is like repeatable for me. Maybe right. like the younger kids can like hear it, right? But then I'm waiting for the pre-chorus, and I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. And then there's all this like, these lyrics like, fuck this dude, fuck that dude. But then and I get it, right? But then I was like, remember back in the day, and I won't sound like old, like back. But in we the day, are. Yeah, but remember back in the day, <laughs> like good old the days, days, the good old days. Like was that key, that key and peel. Let me play it, the old, old school, school. <laughs> like not <laughs> rappers that like. <laughs> but like, hey, they would just—you have to be clever, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to—you have to say like even like downtown SWV, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a song about eating pussy. Yes, right. But you couldn't like taste your love, right? Right. Written I mean, by a guy. Remember, uh, yeah, written by dude. I remember that when that song came out. None of us talked about eating pussy. Right. Right? And then, but that thing came out, we were like, yeah, you know, we got to start eating pussy, right? As the, like, <laughs> I remember they saying in, we got to do remember it. Remember in high school, I was like, yo, like, you ain't eat pussy, man? Come on, man. Horse Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you was like a sucker if you didn't like yeah, eat pussy. I'm not afraid to taste your yeah, love. Yeah. <laughs> we had to taste your love. Like, you don't get it yet? Because remember, I remember where it started. It's like, man, I don't eat pussy, man. That shit's, that shit's why You eat pussy? And it was like when that, that shit in came high out. school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then when it came out, like, you ain't pussy, man. You whack, bro. Yeah, that song's a jam in the strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and what's, it, it's so crazy how far we've come from that because, it, like you said, it was a clever way. Like, it, yeah. it can still get played on radio. It can still, the video can still get played. And it wasn't like, oh, you're banned. We can't play that song. Da, da, da. It was like, it's a clever way of talking about yeah. what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Now, these, it's no clever. 
Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember hearing a song. I can't remember the name of the song. And I, I'm gonna keep it all, all the way funky. It was August Alzina, right? It was when August Alzina oh, was yeah. kind of popping, right? He had a song, and in this song, he basically was saying, "Yo, you can come over here." After you can come here on a late night, I, not even at a good hour. Come over here on a late night. We gonna fuck. We fucking on the floor. Yeah. And then we gonna light up. But I'm not the type of nigga you need to fall in love with because I don't do that love shit. And I was just like, it's, I love all it. this shit is in the first yeah. verse of the song. Come over here. I'm fucking you on the floor. You're not even getting in my bed. I'm fucking you on the floor, and we're gonna light a blunt and we're gonna talk. But we what the the converse, the conversation is gonna be, don't you don't wanna fall in love with a nigga like yeah. me. I was like, God damn. And then the remix was Chris Brown and Trey Song. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, this is this is where we are? Like, God damn, I no, I look, I'm gonna fuck you on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my first question: Why do you not have a bed? But, but it's like that fine line where, like, I think like where like city girls mm-hmm. infiltrated R and B. Yeah. So where it's like R and B, right? It lost that finesse or that the fantasy of Thank love. God right? for Bruno, because right. Jesus Christ. But it's just like we'd know, all be fucking on the floor if it wasn't. <laughs> Fucking brutal. <laughs> I, you know what I think? Like I think about that one Donnell Jones song, right? Where he's just basically telling his shorty, "I want to be a hoe." Oh where, yeah, where yeah, I, yeah, where yeah. I where I want to be. Where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. That song, right? It's a beautiful song. And put in a <laughs> and, and put in a, a beautiful. Told her, I want to go out here and find out if I'm attracted to other women. Right. And I want you to be cool with that, but. I'm going to also throw in a shop of the weed, <laughs> Like, I want to go fuck these other bitches. But it taught, it taught us as young men, right, how to speak to women in a very elegant and thoughtful way, right? Because, yeah. like, I, I want to fuck these other chicks. It wasn't like that. You couldn't say that. It's like, I'm, you know, I just need time to see mm-hmm. if this is where I want wow. You know what I'm saying? So, as fellas, when we're hearing it, we're like, oh. You know, like, oh my God. <laughs> this is what I've been trying to tell you. I've been trying to say this. <laughs> I've been this. trying to say this to you. Well, you could like buy the single for a girl and just be like, look, this is what I'm Then he said, Shop it up, Then he said, Then he said, I don't mean to hurt you, babe. Like, I, I listen, I didn't mean to tell you this damning information. Yeah. Right. But I just need time to see if I want to go out here and fuck these other bitches. Give me some time. It was Give so it was so like, it was so. It was beautifully made. It was, it, was track. <laughs> it was like that fine line of being a gentleman and a motherfucker, right? Because yeah. it was just a like a gentle motherfucker. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> because it's all how we felt. Yeah. But it was such an elegant way to say it. And it was just beautiful, right? Yeah. Listen, sometimes you get elegance. Sometimes you get, wait, do you see my dick? Yeah. Like it's all, it's a different. We need to find a, a balance. But when R&B is, wait, do you see my dick? And then hip hop is, wait, do you see my dick? It's just kind of like, where we need something else. Right. Right? We need to be German here. Right. It's no, yeah, it's no, it's nothing, man. Yeah, we, man. We're in a weird place. <laughs> weird place. But like I said, everything is an era. So like we're just, we're just in this era and it's just going to move. I yeah, it's gonna move I, forward. I, I would I would hate hip hop if it still was the same as it was right, right. when it first started. Right. If mm-hmm. it hadn't changed or didn't grow, you know what I'm saying? Like I I I, I wrote down in my phone, 
I was gonna do like these. I had these five posts in my in my phone, and I was gonna do five posts of hip hop mistakes, like shit that motherfuckers was like, yeah, that shit ain't gonna never work, mm-hmm. and it worked. You know what I'm saying? Because I I went down a rabbit hole about the message, and when I found out about the message and the dude who wrote it, he he passed away, mm-hmm. and he was the dude that wrote it, and. Mel wrote the last verse, right? And Mel, everybody else hated the song. You know what I'm saying? They was like, this shit is trash. Like, don't nobody want to fucking hear this shit. It's like a jungle sometimes. Like, what the fuck? Like, nah. And then Mel was like, yo, I got another rap that I think from something else on a record that was already out. Like, a child is born with no state. He said that shit on something else. And was like, I'm going to just say it on here, too. Said it. So it's really just Mel and the other guy Boots, rapping. Bootsy. Uh, Duke Booty. The Duke, Duke Booty, yeah. The rest of the fucking Furious Five are in the video. Right, right. Fucking, my, my mom is mad. It's no color TV. That, that's not even your voice. Only two niggas on that whole song. Mm-hmm. All three of these motherfuckers rapping on Soul Train in the video, and then the song goes up. And it's like, if that song hadn't happened, there would probably be no reality rap because everybody was rapping about partying. Right, right. And I seen a um, I seen a thing with LL. It was like LL. They went to LL's grandmother's house. He was like sixteen. It's him and E Love on the street, and the dude's like, "Yo, well, you know, why don't you rap about you know what the guys from the Bronx are rapping about? You know, as far as like what's really going on in the in the city." And I'll never forget this shit. It's on YouTube. It's like a Dutch documentary. And LL says, "Yo." Don't nobody want to go to a party and hear how bad shit is? <laughs> Says it. <laughs> and I'm like, mistake. That was wrong. You know what I'm saying? So that was probably like the first hip-hop mistake. The second one was when Russell and then were like, yeah, this is R&B. This is rap. This shit ain't going to never mesh. Wrong. So then I backtracked. I was like, okay, what was the first credible song that a rapper was on that a feat that a R it was an R and B record. And I even hit Quest Love, and we we went back and forth, back and forth, because you know his fucking mind. And I was like, "Yo," I said, "I think the first record that motherfuckers was like this shit might work was Shaka Khan and Melly Mel, right? So when that shit, because Shaka Khan was a credible." R&B artists. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So motherfuckers in the record store going through records, we rapping, we rapping, we rapping. Wait a minute. Shaka Khan featuring fucking Melly Mel. This shit ain't going to work. <laughs> and then, bam. You know what I'm saying? I feel for you. Shit got a Grammy. The whole shit. So it's like, ever since that moment, R&B and fucking rap, like imagine a rapper and like, like yeah, it's like, no, you putting 12 bars on this shit. It's like a heavy D feature and like, this shit is going to work. Mm-hmm. But motherfuckers like, we're never going to mess the two. That was a mistake. A big mistake because it actually fucking worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just, I just, I just went down a rabbit hole about hip hop mistakes. And then, and then basically dictated the whole sound for the 90s almost, right? Yeah. Into the 2000s. All of the mm-hmm. 90s into the 2000s. Yeah. You, didn't, you weren't shit if you didn't have a rapper on your record, an R&B. Or you was rapping and you had an R&B hook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I would say the late 80s going into 90s to the 2000s. And then that, that formula, it became the standard to where I remember DJing in the 2000s. And when white girls came up to me requesting, they say, play hip hop. And I'm like, I am playing hip hop. 
But to them, what hip hop was mm-hmm. was a rap and an R and B chorus. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that to them was hip hop. And I'm like, nah, I'm playing hip hop right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if Blondie was the first rap that crossed over like on some like we we can we can put on rap a, on the pop charts. Yeah. Like where like you were kind of mixing Top everything 40. together. Yeah. I think so. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That was great. Blondie. Yeah, because it just mm-hmm. changed everything. Rapture. Even but, that video. But Blondie was a uh, she was a she was rapping. Right. It wasn't her singing right. and a rapper it on it. Right. So the first time, the first time was Mel. You know what I'm saying? And what's so crazy is I said it. I called a, a bunch of key motherfuckers and they was like, wait, that was Melly Mel? I was like, you didn't fucking know that fucking Shaka Khan, let me rock it. You didn't know that was fucking Melly Mel? I was like, no, nah, skills, I didn't. You know what, like, man? You know what? Because because of the record, he's not, his, he's not it's not featuring Melly Mel. It's just right. Shaka Khan. Right. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know that. Yo. And he ain't in the video. <laughs> <laughs> I just found that out now. No, nah, he was in the video. He was in the video? Yeah. Melly was in the... I don't think Melly Mel was in that video. Nah, he, he was. Because the video that. was... One the video, Shabadoo and Turbo yeah, and all, because that was a year breaking pop, right? We got to look up the video. I swear yeah. Melly Mel was in the video. I don't think he was in it. Oh, wow. I know he got a Grammy for it. That's a debate. <laughs> hey, hold on. Yeah, that shit... I'm going to call it that shit ain't going to never work. <laughs> Motherfucker was wrong as a motherfucker. What do you call it? I don't want to take up too much of your time. This is probably our longest uh, podcast in a, in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> which is, uh, but yo, uh, Skills, thank you so much no, for coming through, for man. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, man. This thank was, uh, fuck, man. This is one of my Wait, favorite episodes this before year. Before we yeah. leave, I'm going to check to see if Melly Mel is in this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fact uh, check, Nev. I don't think he is. It's just his voice. Damn. You're right. Damn, you're absolutely right. Wow. And you got to think, you already looking at a song that's written by Prince, so that motherfucker's probably, you about to do what with my song? Yeah. This hippity hip-hop shit? <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> Who that deep voice ass motherfucker on there? Take his ass off. But she knew something. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because you got to think, this song has a rapper on it and a fucking solo, a harmonica solo by Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. And a Stevie Wonder sample. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers didn't think this shit was going to work. Wow. Hey, skills, can we plug your, your podcast? Yes. It's Hip-hop. called Hip Hop Confessions. Um, it's not your regular podcast. Uh, I sit down with industry people and my friends and I get them to reveal something uh, that they never told anybody or uh, unpopular opinion about something that you probably would be shocked about. Mm-hmm. Music related. Don't always have to be hip hop related, music related. Uh, past guests I've had, of course, Jeff, Kwame. Kwame. Um, Good. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Salt and Pepper's been on there. Kid from Kid and Play. I had some, Amazing. Um, nice. Salam Remy. I had Fat Man Scoop not too long ago uh, talking about how he almost got kidnapped in Angola. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Imagine kidnapping Fat Man Scoop. <laughs> you yeah, need a and lot the, of motherfuckers they, for that. They, right, they paid, him, they paid him his bread and shit, and, um, and he, they, thought, they thought they were going to take the bread when he went through customs, but Scoop being fat tucked the, the money under the rolls. Mm. And got out. Like, no, no. Scoop, no, Scoop was there. Like, he was like, yo, you remember that movie Argo? I was like, yeah. He's like, remember the end scene when motherfuckers on the plane, motherfuckers on the fucking runway? I was like, yeah. He's like, it was like that. Wow. And I was just like, I was like, Scoop, you're lying. And he was like, 
No, I'm not. <laughs> like, so Scoop has been on there. Uh, I got a, some, some upcoming episodes, man. It's been doing pretty good, man. That's so dope. You got, you're, you're on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, Spotify, you know. Apple Podcast. Uh, Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We dropped the episodes on Tuesday, and then we dropped the video. We dropped audio on Tuesday, then we dropped the video on Friday. On Friday. Nice. Yeah. Cool. cool. And, I, and I've taken some, you know, I've taken some hints of... Things that I should do with my podcast from the road podcast. Yeah, he hit me you up. Know, I hit him up. You know, you know how you guys do the minutes and what what was being said. The timestamps, yeah. Timestamps, yeah. Yes. So thank you guys. If we could give you timestamps, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You just had Spank on the comedian Spank, and he's talking about how he kind of. Let on more of the beef between uh, between Drake, Drake and, and, Meek, and Meek. Meek, yeah. Which is oh, dope. That's yeah. a good Spank Horton, yeah, yeah. Spank Horton, because he's from Philly. He's one of Kevin yeah. Hart's guys. Yeah, he's at a dinner and shit, and he's like, every time I'm around Drake, you know, Drake is trying to like out comedian the comedian, and I'm like, all right, motherfucker, like calm down, like da da da. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So he went too far, and in the midst of the shit with Meek, he he adds Twitter, he adds Meek on Twitter, and. Shows Drake's like outfit, like yo, this motherfucker him some. What he say? He got on some um some butt naked Tims or some shit, or whatever. So he posted Drake's outfit on the internet, and and he's at the dinner with Kevin Hart and all these executives, and then motherfuckers start rolling up. So I'm like, yo, come on, man, let's like take the picture down, like don't do that. And he's like, do what? And like, come on, man, like you know Drake is, you know, you posted his outfit, like he's he's like he's what? Like he was really mad. Because <laughs> you know, you know, celebrities is like, Yo, if you're gonna see me, I want you to see me as you see me, right? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And I guess Drake went on point that day and Spank <laughs> tweeted the shit. And what's so funny is one of my listeners went and found the tweet, they went all the way back to like the time that they was beeping and found the tweet and the fucking picture. And I sent it to Spank. He was like, Skills, don't post this shit, man. Like, don't. I said, Bro, you said it on the podcast. I didn't. Somebody went and found this shit. It's, it's public knowledge. Like, he was like, Don't, don't post He's it. He's like, We squashed it. Now you're bringing right. it back up. Yeah. No. And it went viral. <laughs> yeah. It went viral to yeah. the gossip site. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, it's, it's stories like that, you know what I'm saying, that, that keep the podcast moving. And it keeps me excited about doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to just sit down and just talk about, you know, I already know, you know, if I have an artist, I already know Jazzy Jeff's story. I already know Young Guru's story. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I want Young Guru, you know, to tell me some shit he, he wouldn't say. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And his was, um, he was like, yeah, when I first heard uh, El Segundo, like, I hated that shit. Oh, wow. And he was like, I didn't understand. And I was like, what? He was like, I didn't understand why the fuck they would put El Segundo out. In 91, knowing we not even, you might not even get a second single. You might not get a second video. It might, it might be one and done. 90s hip-hop. Rap deals, if this shit don't fly, fuck your album. Like, this shit ain't coming out. The source gave you three mics and this shit ain't catch. We moving on to the fucking Bush Babies. We mm -hmm. off this shit. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And he was like, so knowing that they had Can I Kick It and Benita Applebaum, I still don't understand why the fuck they put out El Segundo first. I feel like the label definitely did that, right? I, I feel like they did too. And they and, felt like it had the crossover. To, and they were trying to right? put them in that Jungle Brothers. Right. Realm. And, you know, they was all African garbed out. And, you know, the next video we see. I mean, even in Benita Apple. It was like night and day. They started off with the African gear. Yeah. Then the next video, they was, after yeah. Benita Apple bomb, they started yeah. rocking Fife jeans. Fife had a jersey on. Jeans, the, um, the college hats, yeah. college sweaters. It was like, yeah, and then, and that then was by, quick. And by low on theory, we were like, these are the most stylish motherfuckers in hip-hop. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it's like, we don't care what they do. Because yeah. the album was, you know, people's indistinctive was what it was. But by the time low end hit and we get more of Fife. 
It's mm-hmm. like, oh, these are the fucking saviors. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, to, shout out to the whole tribe. Rest in peace, Fife, man. For sure, man. Mm-hmm. Skills, thank you again, man. Nah, for thank you. Yeah, we you, brother. Skills. Oh. Good one. Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.